At this time, we would like to recognize the 2021 6A Girls 4x400 meter relay state champions and present them with their rings. They ran four minutes 3.88 at the state track meet in May to bring home first place. I can't even drive that fast. This relay, this relay team won at sectionals where they ran 4.0293, breaking the previous Fort Payne High School record of 4.04 that was set in 1988 by Marcy Harris, Lindy Harris, Melissa Jill. The members of the relay team are Maddie Jackson, Ruthie Jones, Maggie Grove, and Maddie Wallace. Maddie unfortunately can't be with us tonight due to running track at Austin P. State University. Maggie Groats enjoying her freshman year at Auburn University. And Maddie Jackson and Ruthie Jones are gearing up for a successful finish to their cross-country season and looking forward to track in the spring. Congratulations to head coach Selena Penton and assistant coaches Ashley Jackson, Sanford, and Cole Peters. And two and one in the region, and they are, and they are at Springfield. Oxford is two and four uh, an overall record, and two and one in the region. They are uh, idle tonight. Fort Payne is two and three, one and one in the region, and they're uh, they're hosting obviously Scottsboro tonight. Sp uh, Springville is three and two, one and one in the region. They're hosting Southside. Pell City is one and four, zero oh and two in the region, and they're at Arab tonight. And Scottsboro is here tonight. They're one and four as we mentioned, and zero oh and three in the region. So Fort Payne is sitting right now at around the four spot, but they're only a half a game behind Southside and Oxford for that number two spot in the region. So it'll be a nice game. It'll be a good game tonight to get Fort Payne's footing. You know, it's interesting. This year, Fort Payne is 0-2, excuse me, 2-0 and on the road, but they're 0-3 at home. So hopefully they can break that trend tonight uh, at home against Scottsboro. So we're going to take a two-minute break. We're going to come back with our interview with Coach Elmore. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football.
not can't hear my voice. So if somebody could cut me off. Rather I'll just launch into it anyway. Okay, I am going to guess that we are back live on the air. I can't hear myself, but I'm going to guess that we are. As I mentioned before the break, we had a chance to sit down with Coach Elmore earlier this week to talk about last week's game against Etowah and this week's game against Scottsboro. So we're going to play that interview right now. Visiting Fort Payne head coach Chris Elmore. First, let's talk a little bit about last week. We talked a little bit after the game. We were down 17 points. In the first quarter, came back and held on late to beat Etowah. Anything that you saw on film or anything different that we talked about that we didn't talk about Friday night after the game? Um, no, I think it was just anything athletic, whether it be football, basketball, playing around the golf, whatever it is, if you get off to a, a terrible start, uh, it is easy to lose focus, it is easy to lose uh, hope maybe, uh, it's easy to get real negative. And, I was proud of our kids and our coaches, but we never seemed to show any of that. We never seemed to be panicked at all. We never really got down on ourselves. Uh, and obviously the, the big play in the game was, uh, I thought, Connor's big uh, pass catch, which was three plays after we went down 17-0. So that kind of steadied the ship, so to speak, and got everybody back on track. And uh, and then not long after that, Bennett Blanks blocks a punt. And, uh, and, and it, it kind of switched back around just as fast as we went down 17-0. So I guess that would be the... The unknown would be: Could we have stayed that calm and stayed that positive had had it been 17 nothing for an extended period of time? Uh, and we don't know the answer to that. But I was glad to see that we we rallied quickly and uh, got back in the game in a hurry and and I guess scored 23 unanswered to to take the lead and then we're able to to hold on to the end. Yeah, look, um, that was going to that was a third and 10, third and 12 yes, to yeah. to mm -hmm. Connor and uh, kind of seemed like you talked about last week that wanted to throw some of those one on one balls. And really, if that doesn't, he didn't make that catch, uh, that's a, several three and outs on those series. Mm -hmm. And it was a really big play in the game. Um, did you guys assess what was keeping us from penetrating that defensive line early in the run game? You know, a lot of it was them. They were probably a little better than I gave them credit for. And they, like we talked about last week, they were going to make us throw it. And um, once we did, and once we had some big plays in the, in the past game, you started to notice those safeties started to back up a little bit. and. Uh, the linebackers weren't quite as aggressive, and we ran it a little bit better in the second half. Still not great. Uh, it was it was uh, you know just a combination of things. We had, again kind of like going back to the Gunnersville game a little bit. It never was just the same guy over and over, but it's like we had one or two guys off about every run play. And there was a couple that um, you know a lot of people just don't get about our run game. It's a couple of plays we blocked really well, and our back read it wrong. He he, he tried to bend it back, and he shouldn't have bent it back. And um, you know that's. Uh, that's when the, I think the, the, the cries in the stand uh, started coming out, why do you run it up the middle? But a lot of times the, the back's got to read it, and, uh, and that puts more pressure on him. But, but we had a couple of those where we just misread the hole a little bit. And um, so it was not really one particular thing other than them being pretty good, uh, but it was kind of a combination of several. We had one time where we just had, had a guy go the wrong way. I mean, it, just, it happens and nobody wants it to happen. Uh, but when you know one of your linemen go the wrong way, then it's probably not going to be a very good play. So um, it was just a little bit of, and it was a weird game, like you said, the three and outs. We only had 42 snaps, which was an odd. That's an mm -hmm. odd number because normally you would have 55 or 60, especially in a game where you score 30 plus points. Uh, but we were either, either scoring really quickly, 
uh, or going three and out is what it seemed to be. And so we never really got a chance to establish any drives. But uh, that's kind of a product of the style of defense they play to, I think. They're going to stop here. They're going to give a big one. And uh, fortunate for us, we made a lot of big plays in the, in the passing game. Yeah, and, and speaking of the passing game, uh, and you could tell that Friday night that Etowah was committed to making Jake beat you. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, he did. Yeah. He, he hit some spots. Like you said, that one wheel route on the sideline that was there. Uh, had been would have been his fourth touchdown pass. But um, talk a little bit about his motivation. Maybe was there a different demeanor about him, or did he just say, "Hey, coach, I'm about to get a lot better," or did you just see it in practice? And he was kind of a, "I'm gonna show you what I'm doing," versus saying anything because he looked he looked incredibly better this week than he has all season, really. Yeah, I think he left the Springville game um, disappointed for a winning quarterback, I and mean, I think he knew that we had to basically run it the whole night to win, and I think he went maybe 4 of 10 or something that night for like 40 yards, uh, missed a couple of things, missed Sawyer Bird over the middle in that game. And I think he left that uh, game, uh, you know, kind of motivated because I think he was thinking, I'm not going to be the reason we cannot be successful on offense. Mm-hmm. And uh, and spent a lot of time in the bye week working on his uh, craft, and then I spent a lot of time uh, design and practice to make sure we did a lot of one-on-one routes over the last two weeks because I knew how important it would be. Um, and he did a good job of, of, you know, doing that every week, every day in practice. And, um, uh, it, you know, it was just kind of the, the, the perfect storm. We had several things set up that we thought we could get them on, and, and he made great throws on all of them, but, but maybe one. Uh, we also had the, uh, the seam uh, with Scott or Cody out of the backfield that was a good-looking play that, that Linebacker just played really well. It was the only mm-hmm. one yeah, uh, all night. They played really well in the air, and uh, that was a good ball. It just uh, was a good play by their, their defender. And uh, uh, so, you know, I think we completed eight passes, but was 200 yards. So it was explosive passes, and that's what you need against a team like that uh, is to be able to make not just uh, eight to nine yard completions, but you need some 30 and 40 and 50 yard plays, and, and we got that. And, and he also made two big plays on third down um, that sustained drives. One was a was an out route to Marcus Ledford that was a great throw, per- perfectly on time, uh, perfect location, and that was a big play in the game. And then they did a great job on the screen pass to Alex Akins mm-hmm. uh, that set up another touchdown, uh, just you know baiting the defense in and uh, having enough patience to uh, stand in there and throw that screen pass and throw it in the right spot. So uh, a lot of really good plays by him and uh, a lot of really good plays by our receivers uh, to be able to catch those balls and, and not only, um, you know, uh, get a first down, but some of them, like I said, was three, three big touchdowns. All right, let's move our attention to this week. And, of course, we've got the big rivalry with the Scottsboro Wildcats. And for the Top Cat Trophy, uh, just looking at them on film, they've got a little bit of an unconventional offense, especially for high school ball. Talk a little bit about their offense and then maybe what they're going to do on defense as well. Yeah, we've said this uh, all week, talking to people. Uh, they ask, it's a lot, you're, you're going to come to the game and think you're watching uh, the Army Black Knights playing because they've kind of – Changed their uniform to look like Army. They've got gold helmets with a black stripe, and they'll wear the gold pants, I think, with a white jersey. And uh, and then they're in the double wing, under center, triple option attack, and uh, do a lot of the uh, you know wing motion that Army would do and things like that. So uh, it'll look similar to that style of offense. Those that are familiar with that, uh, you know, if you watch the Army Navy game every year, you've seen those two teams play that way. So uh, it'll look a lot like that. And and their offensive linemen really come off the ball hard. I mean, that's what they they practice every day is. Uh, it's about coming off with uh, physicality and low pad level and being able to move people off the ball. And uh, that'll be the biggest adjustment we'll have to make, I think, uh, that and seeing a fullback at, at three yards coming downhill right at you every play. Uh, we're going to have to do a good job of uh, uh, containing that and stopping that because that'll, that's not something you see every day. And it's not something that's uh, easy to simulate either. We can 
simulate a little bit, but it's hard to simulate it the way they do it, obviously. So, um, you know, defensively, uh, they've had some injuries on defense. They're playing some young guys. They play, play more of a 4-3, but now they, they played a 3-4 against Springville. Um, so, and then against the Arab, they played really more of a 4-4. So I, I think that was mainly because of who they were playing. I think 4-3 is what they want to be, but, uh, you know, they may be in something different against us just based on what, what they think we do offensively. But uh, uh, they've got a couple of linebackers that have played a couple of years for them. I think both guys may be uh, three-year starters. And, uh, um, you know, they, they run the football and they're aggressive. They just, like I said, they're playing a lot of young guys in the secondary. And uh, I think that's affected them a little bit early in the year, but they really have played well defensively uh, for the most part. They just have, have not scored a lot of points yet. But that's a product of the style they play too. They're gonna they're gonna run the clock down. They're gonna shorten the game. It's gonna be a, a game where instead of getting maybe ten or eleven or twelve possessions, we may only get seven or eight. Um, and I remember one year we played um, you know, Coach Bell, who's at Scottsboro now, was at Oak Mountain when I was at Chelsea, and we played them. And one year we got five possessions. They got six possessions. We got five, and we got beat thirty-one to twenty-one. So uh, it's gonna be a game where every possession is very very key, and uh, we're gonna have to do a good job uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, because it'll be magnified because of the style they play. Yeah, I was going to ask that question. You you were at Chelsea and he was at Oak Mountain, and now you're at Fort Payne and he's at Scottsboro. Did you guys have a good relationship? Did you know each other very well? And how does that translate to being up here now? Yeah, I had a really good relationship. We played every year. Over the last three years I was there, we played to, to open the year, uh, and that's a big rivalry. It's not quite as big as Chelsea Briarwood, but Chelsea Oak Mountain's always been a big rivalry, and uh, uh, we beat them the first year. Well, my first year there, they were in our region, but then I guess my third year there or fourth year maybe it was, I can't remember now. We, we played them and beat them uh, in the season of the game, and they beat us the next year. Um, but they, uh, he was there, he's very well respected in that area for just how you know well his teams play and uh, how fundamental they are, how well they block, how well they tackle. And, uh, and you see that on film uh, each week, and that's what concerns me probably more than anything is uh, our kids looking at the records and saying, okay, they're one and four, and it's, it's hard to get kids to understand sometimes that you can't look at that stuff because these guys over there, they're getting better every week, and more importantly, they had a bye week. And a lot of times a team like that that's had a bye week, especially a younger team, uh, will come back and play really well coming out of the bye week because they've used that time not necessarily to heal and rest guys. They've used that time to, to work on fundamentals and get better. And so uh, we're going to have to come back off this win last week in a hurry and, uh, and be focused and ready to go because – uh, if not, they can, like I said, they can shorten the game on you so fast that you can't afford to get down to this bunch, uh, you, know, you know, seven or ten or seventeen to nothing. You've got to, you've got to come out fast and play well and uh, and stay ahead of them as much as you can. Yeah. <clears throat> One final question: How's how's Caden looking for this week? I, we think Caden should play. I don't think unless he has a setback uh, later on this week in practice. He had a good day of practice yesterday on Tuesday and uh, uh, was full contact. You know, got got tackled to the ground several times. Didn't have a problem and. Uh, how much? How much he'll play? I don't know. That'd be my biggest concern is his conditioning. But uh, you know, we expect him to be in the rotation and expect him to carry the football and and hopefully uh, you know kind of return to that form we saw in that Athens game because I think that's been forgotten is how well he played that night. He had over 160 yards, I think, and had a lot of big runs. And so we're anxious to get him back on the field and and uh, see how he does.
First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969, with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. Would everyone they please stand for a moment of silence? Another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we are back. They're doing a moment of silence Thank right you. now. Thank you. Let's go ahead and go with our starting lineups for tonight. All right, guys, for our Scottsboro Wildcats tonight on defense, we're going to have inside linebacker Kate Holder, safety Trey Cooper, outside linebacker Andrew Smith, cornerback Luke Terrell. Rover linebacker Thomas Stewart, cornerback Alex Aven Avenel, inside linebacker Sam Dukes, uh, excuse me, Will Dukes, and D-line Sam Dukes. Uh, another defensive line will be Zach Riley, defensive end Barkley Butler, defensive line Landon Wright, outside linebacker Austin Berger, and defensive end Ben Kirby. And for the Wildcats of Scottsboro on offense tonight, quarterback Gavin McCurry, Running back Landon Grider, uh, another running back they'll be featuring is Keelan Alvarez. Uh, two of their wingbacks now it's going to be Thomas Rackler and Caleb Lynch. Tight end Trip Nelson, wide receiver Everett Loveless, another wide receiver Kyle Wright. Left tackle uh, Harley Moore, left guard Steve Davis, center Aiden uh, Turner, right guard Colin Rogers, and right tackle Nate Warren. Go ahead and get, we'll go with the uh, Fort Payne starting lineup now. Uh, quarterback Jake Barnes, which had a heck of a week last week. So uh, we got Alex Aikens back at running back. Uh, maybe a little Caden Dubose also. Uh, number 88, Sawyer Burke, tight end. Uh, number 35, Marcus Ledford at wide receiver. Number one, Ricky, or number three, Ricky Adame, wide receiver. Uh, number six, Connor Cash, another wide receiver. Uh, then the big guys up front, we got 58, Bronson Laney. 76, Bain Barrington. 79, Eli Frazier. Uh, 75, Colt Shankles. And 57, Andrew Barkley. Uh, for the defense tonight, uh, Fort Payne, uh, we got Heisman Brown at defensive end, number 94. Uh, number one, Daryl Prater at defensive tackle. 77, Hayden Presley at defensive line. Uh, number 84, Skylar Hillier at defensive end. Uh, 28 at linebacker, Will Green. 47, Devin Wells, linebacker. Uh, 24, Bennett Blanks, linebacker. 
25, Diego Gallegos, uh, linebacker. Uh, our two cornerbacks are Seth Williams, number 21, Hayden Harold, 29, and uh, wrapping it up at free safety is Kobe King, number 10. All right, there's your starting lineups for tonight's game between the Fort Payne Wildcats and the Scottsboro Wildcats, longtime rival for the uh, Top Cat Trophy. Fort Payne will play tonight. Uh, I don't know what it was like when you were going through school. We, uh, we did pretty well. We did pretty well against Scottsboro my, my three years. I think we went 3-0 and my 10th, 11th, and 12th grade years. How did y'all do? Uh, we did pretty well, too. I think my senior year it was uh, 49 to nothing against there you Scottsboro. Go. So, uh, so you can't complain there. But uh, looking for a good game. And I, like you said, I think uh, Scottsboro is a little better than their record shows there. Yeah. Uh, proving every week. And any time, uh, you know, you get those two wing backs, a fullback, and a running back, there's a lot of things going on right there. Uh, and you got to play assignment football on defense to yeah. keep up with what's going on there. Have
throw a lot of short stuff because Scottsboro's going to give a big cushion. And uh, so far, two for two on throws. Second and short for Fort Payne. There at Scottsboro's 45-yard line. Barnes is in shotgun, and now Akins is in the pistol behind him. We've got to stop and play. Whistles blow, and they're sending a linebacker off. Probably, I'm assuming that's an equipment violation, but I'm not sure what that is. So 44 goes off the field. That's Will yeah. Dukes. Will Dukes. Well, that's one of their best linebackers. So Barnes is going to take the snap, hands to Akins up the middle. He gets a first down and two more. It'll be first and 10, Fort Payne. At Scottsboro's 41-yard line. Like Coach Elmore said, it was talking Will Dukes just, and I think they got two good senior linebackers in, on the core of their defense there. So, Just went under 11 minutes. We're only a minute into this game. Fort Payne already in Scottsboro territory. Trips receivers to this near side, and they're sending that same linebacker out. And now Coach Bell is going to call. He wants to talk to this white hat about what's going on here. It looks like he's fiddling, fiddling with his knee pads, which, you know, you're not supposed to have your pants above your knees exposing the kneecap, and they sent him off the field again. And Coach Bell, I guess, got some kind of clarification. But the umpire is the one who sent him off. We just went under 11 minutes in the first quarter, Fort Payne driving. We got trips receivers to this near side, single receiver to the top side, and Akins is in the backfield with Barnes. It's a first and 10. Barnes takes the snap. He's going to throw another screen out here to Ledford. He's got some running room. He picks up five, six, eight. He's got a first, another first down to the 30-yard line for Fort Payne. Good, good run after the catch there by Marcus. He kind of held up a little bit, let his block come through, and yep. went on behind that. Just a little wide receiver bubble screen out to this side, throwing a lot of short passes and then letting guys um, run after the catch. Now we got some news to report. Caden Dubos is now in the game at tailback. He's in pistol formation behind Barnes. So this is uh, Dubos' first action of tonight. Barnes takes the snap. He hands to Dubos, right side. He's looking for room. He's got room. He scores. He's got 10 yards. 15-yard gain on first down. Nice run by Caden. It's a good comeback start right there. There you go. Ease him into this. Nice run by Caden Dubos. Fort Payne is now inside the red zone. 10 minutes left, 10 minutes and five seconds left in the first quarter. Four Payne is driving. Dubose remains in the backfield. We've got trips receivers top side, single receiver near side. Dubose is to Barnes's right. It's first and ten. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Dubose on a sweep left. He gets about maybe three or four yards on first down. Still a nice run. Fort Payne still moving that line of scrimmage. First drive looks good so far. Most, most plays are working. I haven't seen a negative play yet. Oh, boy. Why did I say that? <laughs> a, you can't say that, Brian. What is wrong with you? Okay. It's second down and seven. I'll just knock on the wood or something. Throw salt over your shoulder. Just ignore that one. Here we go. Barnes drops back. Looks right side. Hits Sawyer Bird at the five-yard line. Down to the two. It's going to be first and goal. I think he's going to get a first down on that. Nice little out route to Sawyer Burt. And Fort Payne is down on the two-yard line. And they are moving the chains. This is first and goal. Nine minutes left in the first quarter for Payne driving. I think if he fell the other direction right there, he'd have been in the end zone. Probably he's, so. He's right there at it, especially being 6-2. Yep, four. All right, so first and goal. Barnes is in shotgun with Dubos in pistol behind him. Here's the snap. He hands the Dubos right side, and he's going to get to the end zone. Touchdown, Caden Dubos. 8.44 left in the first quarter. Fort Payne strikes first. It's 6 to nothing. That drive looked pretty easy. 
I, I did not want to say that, but Fort Payne moved the ball steadily Very well. and, and fairly easy on that first drive. It was crisp. Passes were thrown and caught well. Run after catches. Lines blocking great. That was a beautiful first series for Fort Payne. I like seeing the ball back in Dubose's hand, too. Yeah. He's a fun kid to watch play. Yep. Alex McPherson in for the point after attempt. Dax Varnador will hold. There's the snap. There's the kick. It's up. And it is good. So with 8.44 left in the first quarter, Fort Payne strikes first. It's 7 to nothing. We're going to take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, we are back, Fort Payne to kick off. Uh, scoring drive of, what, three minutes, 15 seconds. Really nice play calling and execution by the offense. And Fort Payne leads seven to nothing. Alex McPherson to kick off. And here we go. Here's the approach. There's the kick, it's high and it is deep and it's not returnable. We actually had one returned. Really? I guess that a while last week. Okay. Yep. yep. I don't know if he mishit it or meant to do it on purpose, but they did return. Well, actually, they returned two because on a personal foul, unsportsmanlike, they Fort Payne Backed kicked from up. the 40-yard line, and he just pooch kicked it. So let's see how the defense responds to this unconventional Scottsboro offense. Like I said, they're going to run a triple option, very much like what you're going to see Army run if you watch college football. It's first and 10 Scottsboro from their own 20-yard line. Gavin McCrary is the quarterback. At running back behind him is Landon Greider. Here's the snap, gives to Greider, and that just blows up, man. It's Skylar Hilliard Skylar just. Skylar Hilliard. I, he hit both the quarterback and the fullback at the same time. Either one of them had it, he had them. I was just fixing to say, there's a lot of eyes on both of the defensive end here on how they squeeze or, yeah. you know, uh, that's kind of what the quarterback's looking for there. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know what his read was on Schuyler, but Schuyler actually had both of them. Yeah, just tackle both of them, yeah, right? Might as well. You'll get to them one way or another. So, Scottsboro is going to have – they've got uh, trips receivers to the, stop, to the top side if you count the wing back and a single receiver to this near side. McCrary takes the snap. He's going to throw a little bubble screen out to that wing back, and it's dropped. Incomplete pass on second down, so it'll be third down and long for Scottsboro. You don't see them throw much, but they threw on second down there, I guess trying to mix and match a little bit with Fort Payne. Scottsboro's got a third and 11. It's eight minutes left in the first quarter. Now they got the trips receivers to this near side, single wing to the top side and fullback behind McCrary. McCrary takes a snap, fakes the handoff, pitches out right side, he's got running room. He's got a lot of room. He picks up a first down and five more. And Scottsboro picks up the first down on that play. That was Thomas Rackler on the run. Had the wing back that ran in a motion like he was coming behind the fullback, but when the ball was snapped, he actually became the pitch man. 
lot, lot of moving parts going yeah, on. Yeah, you right got to so. you got to pay attention to everything. They had Fort Payne out leveraged on that, and they pick up a first down. Good play call by Scottsboro. So we got uh, double wings now, fullback behind, and a tight end to this side. Also a split out to this side. There's the motion. There's the snap. He runs a little power play to the fullback. Now actually, the quarterback kept it, and there's one yard loss on that play. Daryl Daryl Prater there disrupting some stuff in the middle. Yeah, it's going to take me a little while to get loosened up to this uh, option offense. I'm so used to the spread. You can't tell who's got the ball yeah, when they run these things. so fast, And too. it's real quick. So it's second down and 10. Scottsboro, seven minutes left in the first quarter. Fort Payne leads seven to nothing. Uh, now they're going to a trips formation, this near side, single receiver top side, single back to the backfield. McCreary takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's dropped back to pass. Looking over the middle of the field, looking for number 17, and he overthrows him. Number 17 is Kyle Wright. He was covered well by Hayden Harrell, and it's going to be third down and long. Good job by Hayden there. I think if the ball would have been thrown a little closer, he was all over that one. So. Yeah, anytime you have a running offense, you've got to be disciplined in the secondary to watch out and not try to play run. But if your line and your linebackers are playing the run well enough, your secondary should be freed up to cover their receivers. It, it's easy to for that to happen at cornerback and safety when they're running it so much. To, yep. Here we go, another third down and 10 for Scottsboro at their own 36-yard line. Wingback runs over to this side, takes the handoff, gives to the fullback up the middle, gains about two, but it's going to be well short of a first down. It'll be fourth down and about eight for Scottsboro. Skylar Hillier squeezing down again, making that play. Yep. Play your, play your reads and do what you're told to do. So Scottsboro is going to punt. Brandon Oliver back, number nine for Fort Payne to receive the punt. Number seven is the backup quarterback, Jake Jones, is Scottsboro's punter. Got to like the start so far. I do. Look, look great on both sides of the ball then. Really should have had a three and out. They got a first down on that play, but now they got to got them to a fourth down here. There's the punt by Jones. It's a high wobbly kick. Brandon Oliver takes it at the 30-yard line. He runs up the middle. He gets 10 yards, almost 15 yards on the return. Nice pickup, and Fort Payne will be starting at their own 45-yard line with 5.52 left in the first quarter. We'll stay right here and see if Fort Payne can continue what they did on the first drive in this second series. I think Jake looks the most comfortable I've seen him right now throwing the ball. Yeah, he looks very comfortable throwing. Looked really comfortable last week. He's been a lot of time um, developing himself over the bye week before Etowah. And he's doing a great job here. Okay, we got first and ten. Jake is in a shotgun formation. We got trips, uh, twins top side, twins bottom side. There's the handoff to Aiken's left side, looking for running room, and it's not going to have anything. He stopped with no gain. Ran a little speed sweep fake to Ledford, or, or had the speed sweep motion, I guess, to try to distract the linebackers, and then went to the side that Ledford left, but there was no running room there. Four paint again is coming in this uh, huddle that they've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Instead of calling the line, the plays at the line of scrimmage, they're calling it from the huddle. Got trips receivers to this near side, single receiver top side. Barnes is in shotgun, it's second and nine. He takes the snap, he's looking this left side, gonna throw that bubble screen to Ledford. He's got some run room, he gains five, gains, I think he may have picked up a first down. He's gonna down, be close. Down to the Scottsboro 44 yard line. That is a first down, and Fort Payne moving the ball. Credit again to Dame and Burt right there. They stayed on their blocks, gave him a little room to run, picked up yeah. first down. That is a very difficult block for a wide receiver is to hold that stalk block, especially on a wide receiver screen. So it's first and 10, Fort Payne's inside Scottsboro territory. 
Barnes takes the snap and hands to Aikens right side. He get, breaks the corner. He gains a first down. He's 15, he's 20, almost 20 yards on the game. Down to the Scottsboro 25-yard line. It'll be first and 10, Fort Payne there. Nice pickup by Alex Aikens. Dubose is in the game now. Great run by him and Dame leading the way right there. He just stayed behind him for the last 10 yeah. yards of that run. Looks like they're just trying to sprinkle Caden Dubose in enough to get him comfortable back in the offense. And Scottsboro is going to take a timeout and try to figure some things out, so we'll take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is for Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. Scottsboro takes a timeout trying to figure some things out because they uh, uh, they're reeling right now. Fort Payne is really dominating the first half of this first quarter. Um, got Scottsboro on their heels. I don't really know any other way to describe it, but Fort Payne has started out very well in this game, although it's only 7 to nothing, so you don't want to say too much now. Here we go with the first and 10 on Scottsboro's 25-yard line. Dubose is in the game now at running back. He takes a snap. Hands it to Dubos, left side, looking for a little bit of running room. He gains about four yards. It's going to be second down and six. Can't tell. It doesn't look like Caden's trying to favor that knee any. He's seems to be just trying to make his normal cuts. Yeah, he, he had a little cut back there that looked pretty good. Yeah. Second down and eight, for, or seven, Fort Payne. At the Scottsboro, 23-yard line. Fort Payne comes in a bunch trips bunch formation on the top side and Adame is a single receiver on this near side. Barnes takes the snap. He drops back. He's looking to the single receiver side. Throws it out to uh, Adame and overthrows him. That's the first bad pass that uh, Jake has had tonight, although it looked like a bad pass, although Adame may have been missed that one. So Barnes comes to the sideline to get the play. Aikens back in and Dubose out. Adame was open on that out, but Jake just overthrew him. Like I said, oh, their, their corners and stuff are giving us a good bit of cushion there, so these yep. little quick five- and eight-yard passes are working right now. Yep. It's third down and seven, Fort Payne on Scottsboro's 23-yard line. Trips receivers to the near side, single receiver top side. Barnes is in shotgun. He takes the snap. He's looking to the right side, looking over the middle field. Has Sawyer Burt. Touchdown, Sawyer Burt. Touchdown, Fort Payne. Right down the seam. Same route that he threw to Sawyer last week against Etowah, and it's a Fort Payne touchdown. 13 to nothing, three minutes, 49 seconds left in the first quarter. The clock is running for some reason. Good throw by Jake there, just right over both the middle linebackers' head. Yep. Burt caught it in stride and into the end zone. Just a seam route, and the clock is running. Officials trying to stop it, and we may have problems with the clock. So the stop in play while they try to figure out what the clock's doing. They ran about 20 seconds off after the touchdown. So that was a 23-yard pass from Jake Barnes to Sawyer Burt right down the seam, and he did a great job. I remember in the Spring Bowl game, remember he had him open yes. on that same route and kind of threw it short and almost got it intercepted by a linebacker. He's learned to put some touch on that ball, hit it right over the top, and Sawyer Burt has a touchdown. Two really nice drives by Fort Payne. 
early, early in this ball game. All right, while these officials figure these things out, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Rent, buy, or repair your instruments at Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry, jewelry or have yours cleaned, located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. Thanks to Steve and Steve, the Steve brothers tonight. They're not brothers, but they're Steve and Steve for fixing all the technical difficulties we had early in the game, early in our broadcast. Got all that worked out, and we're ready to rock and roll. Three minutes and 50 seconds left in the first quarter. Fort Payne hopefully will be up 14 to nothing after this Alex McPherson PAT. Barnador to snap, I mean to hold. There's the snap, there's the hold. Alex gets the kick away, and it is good. So with three minutes, 57, 50 seconds left in the first quarter, Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we are back. During that timeout, during that uh, PAT, I had offsetting a personal foul penalty, so there's really no effect on the game right now. Alex McPherson lined up to kick. And we are ready to go. McPherson approaches the ball. There's the kick. High, deep kick. He may split the uprights with that one. No I think question on that one. Wow. He drove that one through the uprights. Although no points, Scottsboro talk, uh, start at the 20-yard line. You know, I was telling Britt last week, I really need to do like 30 minutes before our pregame warm-up on talking because my tongue doesn't seem to work. So, sorry, guys out there. I'm trying to get things rolling. But uh, Fridays are usually my shutdown day. Like about 5 o'clock, I start winding down, and I have to recalibrate myself having to do this broadcast now. <laughs> Got to take a nap on Friday afternoons to get ready for Friday night. All right, Scottsboro's first and 10. At, the four, at their own 20-yard line. I'm sure Daryl's uh, glad that Dubose is back, getting to catch a breather every yeah. now and then yeah. now. All right, Scottsboro starts first and 10. McCreary at quarterback, takes a snap, fakes the handoff. He runs up the middle. He's going to get about three yards. That looks like just that inside veer or maybe a midline option for you guys who know about armies. It's just that option up the middle, and the quarterback reads the – the tight end, I mean the uh, the defensive tackle or the defensive end, whichever, how far out the line of scrimmage he's reading. It's second and seven, Scottsboro. They've got receiver far side and near side and wing backs on both sides. Wing back in motion this side. Takes and tall sweeps to that wing back. He's looking for running room number 16. He is going to get a first down out to the 33-yard line. Looks like nice. the biggest play of the night probably yeah, right there. Nice play call there to number 16, Thomas Rackler. It is a first down for Scottsboro, so they move the chains on that play. Really hard to know where to go. with If you run this offense right, man, you can really mess with some oh. people's minds. It's, it's difficult to defend. They're going to go twins receivers topside. they got a, a wing back to this near side and wing back to the top side. 
McCrary takes a snap. He hands the ball off to Grider up the middle. No gain. Uh, maybe one yard on the game, second and nine. So it'll be little, 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 big, little, 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 big. Trying to just find little cracks and crevices to gain yardage. It'll be interesting to see. Scottsboro plays five at the end of the year, so that'll be a fun game to watch. Two offenses that look very similar. Yeah, similar style offenses. So it's second down and eight. Scottsboro at their own 33-yard line. McCreary takes the snap. He drops back and looks to, this, to his right side. Passes complete to number 17 for about a seven-yard gain. It's going to be short of a first down. That pass was to number 17, Kyle Wright. Looks like we got flag over there. I don't know if it was a late hit on us or. Huh. He's, he's a yard yard or two short if we don't have a penalty on us. Yeah, I don't know what that would be. Fort Payne players motioning and it's on Scottsboro. Yeah. Looked in the area of a late hit over there on their sideline. Let's see what the call is. Two minutes left in the first quarter. Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. They're going there. Yeah, the officials are walking Scottsboro off a penalty. It's a dead ball. Personal foul against Scottsboro. It's been a little shoving going on. Was that what it was? I, I didn't see that. So that moves Scottsboro back to the 25-yard line, their own 25-yard line. It's going to be second down and about 17 now, which this kind of offense is not built for two plays to get 17 yards. No. Defense looks pretty solid right now. Yeah, Defensive line's doing a great job. And really this football. entire first quarter has been played on Scottsboro's side of the field. we got to stop and play. No, it is third down. No, it was a dead ball foul, so that means it's third down. Definitely don't want a third down in 16. No. If you're in this offense. So I would imagine Scottsboro is going to have to throw on this down. They got uh, double uh, wings and double slots, double receivers. McCreary takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's going to run up the middle. He's got some running room. He gains about 8 to 10 yards, but he's going to be short of a first down. And I would assume Scottsboro is going to punt here. It'll be fourth and five. Nice pickup on that third down play, but they were just too far behind the sticks to do anything with that. It's fourth down, and they're going to line up. They're hurrying up to line up. They may go for this. Scottsboro lines up. This will be a risky call this early in the game. Trying to get Fort Payne to jump off sides, and they, they did. Yep. Wow, the only thing Fort Payne could do to help Scottsboro out on that is jump off sides, and that's what they did. It's going to be a first down. It looks like the way the, the down marker lined up, that should be a first down. On defense, you kind of kind of be thinking that with fourth and yeah. five from their their own territory, they're going to do some hard calling. No, they give it to them. So Scottsboro picks up the first down on the Fort Payne penalty, and it's first down and ten from their own 43-yard line. It's one of the things Fort Payne has seemed to do this week and last week is to clean up some of these penalties. They need to correct that on the sideline. Scottsboro first and 10. Here's the snap. Gives the ball. No, fakes the ball up the middle. He's got some running room. McCree's got some running Fumble. room. He fumbles Fumble. the ball at midfield. Scottsboro's pointing like they got it. And they did get it. So it'll be second down. I think that was Will Green that knocked it out there. That was a nice play, and it looks like the quarterback's down. Looks like the Scottsboro quarterback. May have injured himself on that play. Boy, you don't want to see that. My goodness. Well, while they're attending to him, let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. 
Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we are back. Number, number five, Gavin McCrary, Scottsboro starting quarterback, goes off the field. Looks like it's an upper body injury, maybe as a left arm. Can't really tell, kind of holding that right now. We'll see how it goes the rest of the game. But he picked up he picked up seven yards on uh, first down, and it's second and three. We got Scottsboro at midfield. Freshman Jake Jones in at quarterback now. Is he a freshman? Wow. He takes it, pitch it off to the left side to 16. 16's looking for run room, and he gets thundered right there by Seth Williams on the sideline. Not only Not that, but the freshman got a warm welcome from Will Green also right <laughs> there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 16, Thomas Rackler was the pitch man on that, and he just got leveled by Seth Williams. That's the end of the first quarter. Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing. Let's take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. Hey folks, this is Andy White. I'm here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventories. We've got some great inventories you can choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we are back. We are back. It's a third and two for Scottsboro at midfield. Snap, handoff to the fullback. He gets first down. Picks up about five on there, four or five on that play, and it's going to be a first down at the Fort Payne 45-yard line. As you mentioned, Dallas, number seven, Jake Jones, is a freshman. So he's got a lot on his shoulders right now. Trying to run this offense down 14. Just starting the second quarter. It's 14 to nothing, Fort Payne. Big kid, though, to be a freshman. Is he? Yeah, six foot, 165. Jones takes the snap, hands the grider up the middle. No, he fakes the handoff. He keeps it himself, and he picks up about five yards on first down. Nice read uh, by the freshman. It's going to be second down and five. Boy, it's, it's tough. It's tough as a sophomore. It's tough as a junior for Jake Barnes to be starting. In a, in a 6A program, but for a freshman to come in and play, boy, yeah. that's a lot of nerves there. Scottsboro second and five at the Fort Payne 40-yard line. Jake Jones at quarterback now. McCrary out with an injury. Jones takes the snap, gives to Greider up the middle. He picks up about three or four yards. It's going to be third down and short for Scottsboro at the Fort Payne 42-yard line. No, excuse me, 
37-yard line. Scottsboro's offensive line's getting a little push on us right yeah. now. Yeah, they're moving the ball. Got to stand firm on that defense. They're finding something that's working, and they're going after it. You know, they were throwing some bubble screens early, and those weren't working. They seem to be moving the ball in little bitty chunks right now against Fort Payne. Jones comes under center. He takes a snap, fakes the handoff, pitches out here to this right side. And Alex Akins tries to make the tackle, misses the tackle. The running back 23 runs out of bounds, and he is going to have a Scottsboro first down. Alex Akins had him in the backfield, couldn't bring him down. He broke loose, and he appears to have picked up. Yeah, he did pick up the first down. These kind of drives here is what we talked about earlier, just chews on the clock yeah, there. And this, is the, this is the design of this offense. Yeah, you're right. And it can wear that defense down, too. Exactly. So, Scottsboro's really just been running a lot of uh, single receiver top side, single receiver near side, and wing back top and bottom with fullback Grider behind Jake Jones now at quarterback. First and 10, Scottsboro at the Fort Payne 34-yard line. Takes the snap, hands to Grider. Grider punishes forward for about five yards. It'll be second down and five. The other thing this do is keeps the Fort Payne offense, which has been really hot, off the field. So right now they work and they had three and a half minutes, a little more than three and a half minutes left in the third quarter, and now they've chewed up two minutes in this quarter. They're over five minutes on this drive. Jones doing a nice job in replacement of McCrary. Takes the snap, fakes the handoff. Here's the pitch to this side. Looking for running room. He's going to be hit in the backfield, and he'll lose yards on that play. Nice Nice gang tackling by the Fort Payne defense. Swarm into the ball there. Yep, it'll bring up a third down and eight for Scottsboro. So Fort Payne played great defense on that, pursuing the ball and staying at home on the pitch. Third down and eight for Scottsboro at the Fort Payne 31-yard line. I think the last several times Will Green's tagged the quarterback pretty good when he gets rid of that option there. Yeah. You got to read your keys and play your man. So Scottsboro runs a one of their wingbacks to the top side to give you trips on the top side, single receiver bottom side. Jones takes the snap. He's going to roll left, looking for somebody. He has a guy in the flats, and he drops it. He had number 10, uh, Everett Loveless, wide open in the middle of the field. Hit him with it, and he just dropped it. He would have picked up the first down on that. It's going to be fourth down and eight for Scottsboro here. Let's see what, they, what Coach Bell does on this fourth down inside of Fort Payne territory. Devin Wells was in his face a little bit there on the pass. Yeah, he still complete. He still had the pass there, and the receiver just dropped it. Loveless was open and would have picked up a first down. So it looks like Scottsboro is going to go for it on fourth and eight at Fort Payne's 31-yard line. Eight minutes, 54 seconds left in the first in the second quarter. There was some movement. I thought that that was some movement of that offensive line. It's going to push Scottsboro back another five yards. It'll be fourth and 13 or fourth and 12. Fort Payne's defensive line holding steady there on that one. Yeah. They ran a jet sweep motion to the top side. I don't know what, and that, that somehow caused that line to flinch a little bit and got a penalty. Still so, going to go for it, looks yeah, like. Still going to go for it. Fourth and 12 or 13 for Scottsboro at the Fort Payne 36-yard line. Let's see what they dial up here. Jones drops. Now he's rolling left, looking for a receiver downfield. He throws down the middle of the field, to the far left of the field, and it's short, incomplete, and Fort Payne will take over on downs. That really didn't have any chance. 
Um, Seth Williams play. almost intercepted it there. Yeah, you don't want to intercept a fourth and 13, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. Because you get better field position. There's a flag on the play. I didn't see that at the beginning. It appeared that that receiver kind of moved towards the line of scrimmage before the ball was snapped, but I don't know that they would call something like that. That's something hard to think about, though, ball coming to you on fourth and 15, not wanting to catch oh, it. Oh, I know it. I know it. There was a chop block on that play by Scottsboro. That's a decline penalty, and Fort Payne will take over at their own 35-yard line. So, Scottsboro did move the ball on that series, but Fort Payne defenses hold strong again. That took up about five and a half, six minutes of yep. clock there. So, Jake Barnes comes back out with the play from Coach Elmore. Fort Payne breaks the huddle at their own 35-yard line. We've got twins receivers on the top side, twins on the bottom side, and Dubos is in the game. So let's see if they give the ball to Caden early. Ledford in motion. They're going to do a speed sweep to him left side. He's got some running room. He picks up five. He picks up 10. He picks up 12, 13 yards. He's out of, bound, out of bounds near midfield and picks up a four-pane first down. We talked about before the game really the need to get Marcus Ledford some touches. Yeah. We've talked about that several times. He's a Athletic kid, big kid, good-looking kid. Yep. And Coach Elmore mentioned that in the meeting. He's really trying to come up with some creative ways of getting Ledford the ball. And that was one and picked up a first down. Eight minutes, ten seconds left in the half. Four Payne leads 14 to nothing and driving. They're at midfield. Barnes is in shotgun formation. Dubose is still in the game at running back. Trips receivers top side, single receiver bottom side. Barnes takes the snap, gives to Dubose. No, he fakes his handoff. He runs right side. Jake Barnes running the play. And picks up about eight yards on first down. Nice play. I haven't I don't seen think, that. I, yeah, I don't think we've seen Barnes fake that outside zone play and keep it. So that's a little twist to that. Good seven or eight yard pickup by him. Yeah. Just don't do not do anything risky. Get down. You know, since in trying to create a little bit more yardage, just get down and go to the next play. We need you in there, Jake. Trips receivers to this near side, single receiver top side. Dubo still in the game with Barnes. Jake takes the snap. He hands off to uh, Dubose up the middle. No running room there. Scottsboro had that play snuffed out. No gain on the play. It's going to be third down in about a long two, maybe three for Fort Payne. Akins comes in for Dubose. Just trying to sprinkle him. Coach Elmore told me he just want to sprinkle him in there this week, try to get his game legs back underneath him. And so it's been nice to see him kind of get some carries that hadn't been taking too much a toll on that body. Looks good running there. Like I said, made a few cuts earlier. Didn't seem to be bothering him any, so. Yeah. Third down and three, Fort Payne at the Scottsboro 44-yard line. Barnes in shotgun formation. Now he's got two running backs, Ledford. Ledford's in the pistol, and Akins is to his left. Adame in a sweep motion. Jake mishandles the snap, and uh, Marcus it, picks it up and picks first up the first down. down. Yep. Jake bobbled the snap, couldn't get it to Marcus. Marcus picked up the fumble off the ground. And he runs for a first down, first down Fort Payne. Kind of seemed like the offense, we had a lot of confusion going on there with yeah. lining up. and yeah. First down Fort Payne at the Scottsboro 41-yard line. Really seemed to have eliminated a lot of mistakes that were going on early in the season in the first, first three games and the Jamboree. Fort Payne looks a lot better now. Twins receivers topside, twin receivers this bottom side. Akins is a kind of a pistol, like an offset pistol. He takes the handoff, runs left side. Got some running room. There's a flag on the play. Picks up another first down. He's still running, avoiding tackles, but this one may come back. Down to the 20-yard line, but it looks like that's going to be a hold, and it is. Holding on Fort Payne, that one's going to come back. Aiken's really nice run on that, but it's going to come back 
to about midfield on the penalty play. Really nice run there by Alex Akins. He's turned into quite the running back. He has. He's done a really good job. Last couple games. We've got a lot of young guys. Uh, Barnes is a, a junior. Akins is a junior. Um, isn't he a junior? I hope, I hope I'm saying that right. Yep, he's a yep. junior. Ledford's a junior. So we've got some good skill players at junior uh, that are juniors and coming back next year. Shankles, Barclay are juniors. It's first and uh, 20, Fort Payne from midfield. Twins receivers top side, twins receivers near side. Throwing the out. Oh, my goodness. And they intercept. Mm. Through that little out pattern they threw last week against Etowah to Ledford, it was a nice play, but the defensive back came right over top of Marcus and just stripped it away from him, and it's an interception. Scottsboro. I don't know that was necessarily a bad pass, but that defensive back just made a great break on the ball. So Scottsboro will take over at midfield. Nevertheless, you don't want to have uh, these kinds of negative plays when you're trying to clean this kind of stuff up. Five minutes, 27 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing, but Scottsboro just intercepted at midfield and takes over. Looks like their defense may be uh, giving up you know, moving that cushion in a little bit now since yeah. we have beat them on those short passes. Yeah, trying to, trying to take away that short stuff. Uh, Jones is still in it at quarterback. There's a flag on the play. Looks like maybe Scottsboro moved. Yeah, illegal procedure Scottsboro. That'll back him up five yards. So I don't know what happened to McCreary, but he's not come returned to the ball game. And Jones is in at quarterback. Had some movement along that offensive line. Backs up Scottsboro to be first and 15. Really beautiful night for football here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Perfect weather. It's beautiful. you got to like being at a high school stadium on a Friday night. First and 15, Scottsboro from their own 44-yard line. Jones pitches out to the left side. The running back was not there to make the handoff, and there's no gain on maybe loss of one on the play. He opened left side, but the running back went right side. There was, so there was no fake there, and then he pitched to the tailback or to the wingback who was in motion. And he's tackled in the backfield. Maybe a loss of one. It'll be second down and 16, Scottsboro. Fort Payne had several guys over there on waiting on him. Yeah, it looks like they've kind of dialed into reading their keys now and figuring this offense out. Scottsboro's got single receiver top side, single receiver near side, wing back top, wing back bottom here. It's second and 16. Jones looks like he's changing the play at the line of scrimmage. He takes the snap. There's another motion. Boy, they're just kind of... I don't know what's going on, but they're doing a little bit of twitching. And that's another procedure penalty for Scottsboro. It's going to back them up another five yards. Four minutes and 36 seconds left in the half. Four pain leads, 14 to nothing. You'd think this far into the season they wouldn't be making those kind of. Run, running kind of, that offense, you kind of, you can expect that to happen a little bit. But this, this late in the season, yeah, you they, think they had that down. That's three, three or four procedure penalties just in this first half. Not a position this kind of offense wants to be in either. No, second down in about 20. Cornerbacks be ready. Could raise up and throw one here. Jones still in at quarterback in replacement of uh, McCrary. He takes a snap. Pitches this right side. 23 is looking for running room. He doesn't have much. He gets about maybe three or four yards on second down. No, two yards, sorry. He didn't get, get as much as I thought. Aiken's fighting off a block there and pushing him on out to the sidelines there. Yep, that's Caleb Lynch at running back there. 
So the, the offense, uh, Scottsboro struggled all, all year anyway, and your starting quarterback goes down in the first half, and that really puts you behind the eight ball. Jones takes the snap. He's going to drop back and look for a receiver. He throws short in the flats. Nothing there. Incomplete. It'll be fourth down. Surely we'll see a punt here. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Scottsboro will punt here. First time tonight. Coach Bell not happy with his players on that Scottsboro sideline. And you can see what he's trying to do. And when you play, when you play in a region where most everybody's running the spread, and then you have somebody who runs an offense like that, it can really put you in a unique position, much like Georgia Tech or yeah. Army, where most people don't work on that. And so you end up having to. It's hard to get a game plan for that up in yeah. a week. Nice punt by Jones on this. Oliver bounces over his head, and it goes inside the 10-yard line, bounces out of bounds at the 8-yard line. Fort Payne will take over there. So let me tell you about one of our sponsors. Not your mama's deli. That's what I said. Not your mama's deli. Opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturdays. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only fresh ingredients, live musical entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. You guys go down to Not Your Mama's Deli after the game tonight. You're listening to this live on FPTV. So Fort Payne starts inside its own 10-yard line at the 8. Three minutes and 45 seconds left in the half. Be interesting to see what Coach Elmore tries to do this close to the halftime. Dubos is in the game. Barnes takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's doing that run play, fakes the handoff and runs. Gets another six, seven yards on first down. Nice pickup by Jake Barnes. Clock runs, three minutes and 30 seconds left in the half. Four Payne's going to have a second and four. Barnes is running to the sideline to get the play from Coach Elmore. You'd have to think there's plenty of time on the clock if they just run a normal series. Shouldn't have to get in too much of a hurry up. I like seeing Barnes keep it and tuck it a little bit. That yeah. Throwing the defense off. I don't know if that, we had not seen that any. So. Yeah, it's certainly some, it's a new wrinkle. And it seems like Coach Elmore has new wrinkles every week. Barnes is under center now. Dubose in the backfield behind him. Takes a snap. Fakes the handoff. Rolls to this side. Looking downfield. Nothing there. He finds Sawyer Burt for a first down out to the 27-yard line. Nice look for the read progressions for Jake Barnes and finds Sawyer Burt on a crossing pattern for a Fort Payne first down. I was just about to say the same thing. There. You could tell he, he checked off all of his reads there and found Sawyer on about the third, fourth one. Yeah, that's that's the same kind of flood or uh, smash pattern where you have a short guy in a, t in, a, in a corner route, and he has thrown, tried to squeeze those things in there before, and he settled down and looked through his read progression and found Sawyer for a first down. Two minutes and 30 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne leads 14 to nothing, and they've moved off of their goal line. Marcus Ledford gets the running the run to this side, picks up about two yards, not much there. It'll be second down and eight or nine. There's a penalty flag on the play. Not sure if Sawyer Bird's pointing towards them, but I would think somebody from Fort Payne would point towards them. Officials discussing this. We'll see what we got here. It's a dead ball foul personal foul against Scottsboro. That's going to be a 15-yard penalty and going to get Fort Payne a first down. So with two minutes and 15 seconds left, Fort Payne's moving. They're going to be up close to midfield. They started this drive on their own eight-yard line with three minutes and 45 seconds left in the half, and now they're almost to midfield. 
They're at the 44-yard line. It's first and 10. Seems to have a lot of things that we've cleaned up these last uh, couple of weeks, and Fort Payne is starting to look more and more solid each and every week. Now we've got a tight end to this near side. Trips top side. Aikens in now at running back. Barnes takes the snap, fakes to Aikens. He's going to throw to Ledford on the right side. That wide receiver screen. Ledford breaks the tackle, picks up five, ten. He gets 15 yards. There's a flag on the play. That's one's going to come back. That's going to be holding out there on uh, somebody in that wide receiver slot position. It looks like it's going to be holding, and it is. So that'll back Fort Payne up. Still a good run by Marcus Ledford after the catch, but it'll be a penalty. You don't see him get brought down by first guy most, most Yeah, if you can time. just kind of get somebody in front of you on that, Marcus can generally break that. So that backs Fort Payne up. It'll be first and probably 14. It's a spot foul. It'll replay the down. Actually, it's going to end up being about first and nine. From where the for where the penalty occurred, they mark it off 10 yards from there. And the clock is running. Fort Payne, 150 left in the half. Fort Payne is near midfield, leading 14 to nothing. Aikens in pistol behind Barnes this time. He hands off to Aikens up the middle. He jumps over the pile. He's going to pick up a first down. Nice little uh, leapfrog. I wouldn't I wouldn't call that necessarily a a top 10 ESPN leap, but he did make it over over for. Small little white guy. That it. Kept his foot and then got another five or six after that. Yep. First and ten, Fort Payne inside Scottsboro territory. There's one minute, 27 seconds left. Clock is running. Barnes takes the snap, does the same play, runs to Aikens up the middle. He picks up about six, five or six yards on first down. Fort Payne may need to think about calling a timeout soon. We're creeping into McPherson's range. Now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely in Alex's range. We saw before the game that Alex hit a 64-yard field goal in warm-ups. Coach Elmore is uh, choosing not to call any of his timeouts. He's still got three left. Barnes drops back, looks for a wide receiver screen. Hits Connor Cash, this left oh, side. There. He's got running room. He's at the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. He's down to the six-yard line. First down, Connor Cash. Inside the 10-yard line, Fort Payne, 50 seconds left, and they're on the move. Straight of, cash money. <laughs> lots of room down there. We had some of the offensive line down there blocking for him on that little screen right there. Yeah, very good very good blocking down the field. Good call. Nice run after the catch by Connor. There's the snap. Gives to Dubose. Left side. He's looking for running room. He's down to the three, two-yard line. There's another penalty flag down on the play. Looks like that one may come back. 40 seconds left. Coach Elmore still has chosen not to call any of his timeouts, so he's got all three left. It's a holding call against Fort Payne. That'll push him back to about the 12-yard line. That was Connor's first touch of the night, wasn't it? He hadn't had any other I receptions. Think so. I think so. So Fort Payne does call its first timeout. Let's take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. All 
All right, we are back. 40 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne down to the 12-yard line. They were inside the five, just had a penalty called, a holding penalty, leading 14 to nothing over Scottsboro. That play there, Dubose had the ball. He uh, wasn't avoiding any contact there, so that's good to yep, see. Yep, he seems to be getting his game legs back, which is going to be really important over the next three weeks because we got three more region games after tonight, back to back to back. So this will be a first and goal, Fort Payne, from the 12-yard line, even though it's the 12. They started this uh, this down inside the five, so it's a first and goal from the 12. Fort Payne comes now. They're in this T formation that we've seen before. Jumbo their goal package. Line, yeah, their goal line package. They give it to Aikens up the middle. Not much there. Gets about three or four maybe. And Coach Elmore is going to call another timeout. 32 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne gains about four yards. About nine left to the uh, end zone. So we'll stay here. I think that was the first snap we've seen Daryl uh, Prater on uh, the offensive you know, side think, of the ball I think, tonight. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that uh, that's the first one. Let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, and they're the sponsor of our scoreboard report after the game for those of you listening on WZOB, American Crawl Space, LLC. If you have standing water under your house, you need to call Derek at American Crawl Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for your family. You're listening to this live on FPTV. They're also the sponsor of our uh, scoreboard report from 10 to 11 o'clock tonight. Chris Dura hosts the American Cross Space LLC scoreboard report 10 to 11 tonight on WZOB 100.9 FM, 1250 AM. Call in and talk to Chris. I think I'll be calling him. He's supposed to talk to me at 1045 tonight, which is way past this old man's bedtime, but I'll, I'll struggle through it. All right, here we go, second down and goal from the uh, eight-yard line. Four paint comes out in, wow, this is a little different. Okay, so it's the goal line package, but they've got split outs. He's going to throw a fade route to Marcus Ledford on the right side, and it is, what is a, it a catch? Caught for a touchdown, a Marcus Ledford. Nice throw and catch, Jake Barnes to Marcus Ledford for the Fort Payne touchdown. Get that kid the ball. That's, that's it. That's it. So that was the goal line set. But instead of having two tight ends, the tight ends were split out wide. It was uh, Ledford on the right side and Hunter uh, Sawyer Bird on the left side, and he threw to, uh, to Marcus Ledford for a touchdown. Made, made the catch over the defender. Yep, nice, nice throw and catch. There's 25 seconds left in the in the first half. Four Payne leads 20 to nothing, and Alex McPherson in for the kick. Here we go. There's the snap. It's down, it's away, the kick is up, and the kick is good. So with 20, 25 seconds left, Fort Payne leads 21 to nothing. We'll take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks, this is Andy White. I'm here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale. And I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Alright, we are right, back. With 25 seconds left in the half. Fort Payne leads 21 to nothing. Alex McPherson to kick for Fort Payne. Really nice first uh, 
first half for Fort Payne against Scottsboro here. McPherson approaches the ball. There's the kick. It's deep, 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 and then he make it through, and he gets it through the upright. So Scottsboro take over at the 20-yard line. You'd have to imagine they're not really going to do much here with 25 seconds left. It's going to work out about right. Scottsboro's going to get the ball after the second half. So. Yep. Fort Payne really looks good in this first half. They've, they've looked crisp. Very few. They've had some mistakes, but not a lot of mistakes, and you can tell that they're cutting those down. Yeah, offense looks good. Defense looks good. Um, really at all positions and everything that they've done tonight, they've looked really solid. So McCreary has yet to return to the game, so we have to assume that he may be out for the rest of this game. Jake Jones in at quarterback for Scottsboro. There's a snap. Hands up the middle to Grider. He has a little bit of running room. 34, that's not Grider. That's a big boy, too. Alvarez on the carry. 34 is Keelan Alvarez, a fullback. Tenth grader, boy, he's a he's a load. Looks like so they're going to let the clock run yep, out. Yeah, they're going to let the clock run out, and it's down to five, four, three, two, one. That's going to be the end of the first half. Fort Payne leads twenty-one to nothing against Scottsboro. We're going to come back. We'll have the um, Twin City Auto a scoreboard report for halftime with FPTV. They're going to take over, and then they're going to have the band, and we'll be back with an interview with Coach Elmore after all of that. We're going to take a ninety-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. Hey, I'm Webb Basin. I'm here with your halftime score updates. Second, or halftime, Fort Payne versus Scottsboro, 21-0. First quarter, Collinsville versus Winahone Dragons, 0-0. First quarter, Crossville versus West Point. West Point leads 36-0. First quarter, Geraldine versus Bradley Bouton, 0-0. Second quarter, Boaz versus Fairview. Fairview leads 7-6. First quarter, Asbury versus Sylvania. Sylvania leaves, leads 28-0. to zero. Second quarter, Plainview versus Fife. Fife leads 19-6. Second quarter, Sadrock versus Locust Fort. Sadrock leads 21-7. Second quarter, North Sad Mountain versus Pisgah. North Sad Mountain leads 
First quarter, Kate Duncan Smith versus John Paul II, second, uh, zero to zero. First quarter, Cedar Bluff versus Woodville. Cedar Bluff leads twenty to zero. Second quarter, Etowah versus Good Hope. Good Hope leads thirteen to six. First quarter, Valley Head versus Apache, zero to zero. First quarter, Glencoe versus Walter Wellboard, zero to zero. First quarter, Eider Hornets versus Victory Christian, zero to zero. First quarter, Ashton versus White Plains, 27 to six. Second quarter, Gadsden City versus Tuscaloosa County, seven to zero. First quarter, Section versus Folkville, zero to zero. First quarter, Springville versus Southside, zero to zero. Second quarter, Arab versus Pe That's it. Thank you.
The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antique. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. So we got Webb down on the sidelines. Webb, uh, how's the game going down on your uh, your end there? Been a pretty good football game so far, Mr. Black. It's been pretty enjoyable. Fort Payne's came, come out and played a pretty good game this first half. Uh, yeah, Fort Payne is actually looking pretty good tonight from what I can tell. I, you know, it's kind of hard for us to do that because we're running all over the place. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it's uh, – Looking pretty good on our on Fort Payne side. What about uh, what have you been doing during the game, Webb? Uh, I've mainly been helping uh, Alexis down there fly the drone, making sure the football team has good plays so they can review for next football game. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so how is Alexis doing? Uh, Webb's been training Alexis, one of our uh, intro students. How's she doing, Webb? She's doing really good. She's gotten to the point now that she can do it on her own, which – uh, makes it easier on me because I can, you know, go off and do other stuff that I need to get done. So uh, I feel pretty confident in her, and I think she's going to be even better at, than me at doing it. Awesome. Well, we're going to go to a break, and uh, when we come back, uh, hopefully soon we'll have uh, Fort Payne Wildcat March Man. Thank you. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. 
the times? Superintendent Brian Jett and Principal Patrick Barnes. Fort Payne City Schools would like to welcome the Fort Payne Wildcat Band to the field. Under the leadership of drum majors Emily Benefield and Gabe Hardinger, the band will be performing their 2021 show inspired by the music of Michael Jackson, including Thriller and Bad, featuring soloist Reese Hughes, as well as a Jackson 5 medley of I'll Be There, I Want You Back, and ABC featuring soloist Nathan Pope.
Wildcat Band is under the leadership of directors Ian Cass and Elena Garrett, with assistance from Jay Garrett, Alex Jacobs, and Will Thomas. Well, he's, he's playing me right. He's playing our commercials. Are y'all going to interview him? Hey, I'm Webb. I'm here with Coach Elmore. So, Coach, tell us what you think about how this night's gone so far. So far, we're playing well. I mean, we got to we got to finish. I mean, we were up uh, about this many points this time last year and, and had to uh, make a stop on the goal line to win. So, we got to 
we got to come out here and play in the third quarter and see if we can increase the lead. You think your team's going to be able to hold up against Scottsboro? You think you've got it pretty good? I hope so. we got to keep playing. I mean, we got to keep taking one play at a time. Defense has played well so far. we got to keep uh, – had the one turnover on offense. we got to keep playing on offense and, and not, uh, not relax. I saw Jade DeBose back out there uh, first half. Is he 100% or are you just letting him play a little bit? Yeah, I think he's 100%. I think it's conditioned at this point. He's hadn't played in four or five weeks, so we're just trying to ease him back into it and get him a few here and there, and uh, he's done a great job so far. Okay, thank you, Coach. The clock is – okay, I'm in now. I got that. 45 seconds left in the half, and Fort Payne is coming to the sidelines. Scottsboro is going to their sidelines. As we heard from Coach Elmore, pretty pleased with what happened in the first half. I'm out now. Check. Four Payne's going to kick off. Alex McPherson kicking from our right to our left. Deep for Scottsboro. Trey Cooper and Luke Farrell. So, pull one side off. So, Alex McPherson approaching the kick. Start of the third quarter, Fort Payne leads 21 to nothing. There's the kick. It's deep, and I think it is through the uprights again. That's three of them through the uprights. The Fort Payne defense comes out. Scottsboro will have it first and 10 from their own 20-yard line. About as good as a first half that you could have asked for for Fort Payne. So looking good on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Jake yeah. Barnes is kind of – took initiative this whole team he's, he's up and down the sidelines uh showing some leadership throwing the ball great he's kind of taking over his team here yeah yeah he really has so Scottsburg comes out and it looks as though McCreary's out for the rest of the game because Jake Jones the freshman is in at quarterback so there's the handoff he fakes the handoff he's going to pitch to the left side got running room and he picks up about eight or nine yards for a first down it looks like he's close to a first down. So. Be second and short for four pain. <clears throat> Apologize for some of the technical difficulties we're experiencing. We're trying to work through some things up here in the press box. Second and two, Scottsboro from their own 27-yard line. Jones takes the snap, pitches, tall sweep to this side, four paint in pursuit, going to pick up a first down, and out of bounds, first down Scottsboro. So far, Scottsboro picks up, picks up the initial first down 
of the second half, just going under 11 minutes left in the third quarter. They're, they're spreading us out a little bit here. Both, both those last two plays have been all the way to the sidelines, just stretching the defense out. Yeah, trying to run sideline to sideline. First and 10, Scottsboro. Jones changing the play at the line of scrimmage. Takes the snap. Rides Grider. Grider finds a hole. He's got a big hole. And he plows ahead for another Scottsboro first down. So it's first and 10 Scottsboro. They're approaching midfield. Seth Williams there for Fort Payne making the stop. Yep. First and 10 Scottsboro. They're in the single. There's a double wing, double splits. Fullback under, under center is Jones, the, the freshman quarterback. Fort Payne does a little bit of jumping off sides, but they didn't quite get in the neutral zone. That was Heisman Brown. He gets back before he breaks the, the plane. There's the snap. Fakes to Grider. Runs left. Jones, he's going to be tackled for a loss. Loss of about one on first down. It'll be second and long. And we don't want to see that. Daryl Prater's down on the play. Don't know what happened in that big pile. But he's, he's on the ground. So let me, well, hope, I hope Daryl's okay. Coach Elmore's going to come out. I didn't see exactly what happened there. He was, I didn't like either. I said, he was amongst the pile of people there. Mm, well, he's going to get on his feet. Hopefully that's not too serious. And good to see him standing up and walking off. Maybe she got the wind knocked out of him yeah. there. So I mentioned earlier, Southside's only leading Springville seven to nothing. Arab's only leading Pell, leading Pell City nine to nothing. Wow, that, that's a surprising score so there. Yeah, it is. So they're all kind of jogging off now. It's good yep. to see. Oxford's off tonight, so things are kind of tightening up in the region a little bit, and uh, and that's where Fort Payne's in good position. Even though they started 0 and 3, they've got a chance to really gain some traction in this region if they can start to play as well as they played tonight. Second and 11, Scottsboro at the uh, their own 42-yard line. Jones takes the snap. Oh, no, the, nobody. Oh, ball, back ball. There. He pitches to nobody. Devin Wells picks it up, and he falls down on the Fort Payne 18-yard line. There was nobody there for there the was, quarterback <laughs> to pitch that one to. The running back, the quarterback faked to the fullback, went to pitch to a tailback that didn't exist. Uh, and that uh, might, might be a little bit of that freshman coming out yeah, in there. Yeah, that's a tough play. Boy, tough, tough break for Scottsboro. Freshman Jake Jones fumbles. Devin Wells really should have slowed down and picked that ball up and scored. Got a little excited. There was, there was nobody back there. No. There was four Fort Payne defenders, and yeah. the nearest person was 15 yards away, and they had no idea that the ball had gotten pitched like that. So Fort Payne set up on Scottsboro's 20-yard line, 940 left in the third quarter. Jake Barnes ready to go to work. He's in shotgun. Alex Aikens behind him in a pistol. Hands the middle up the middle to Aikens. Gains about four, maybe five. No, not four, not five, it's about four. It'll be second down. So it is second and, actually second and seven, Fort Payne. That's a, that's a good start to the third quarter. You can start to see Fort Payne wanting to try to take control of this game in the third quarter. Barnes in shotgun, Aikens behind him. Twins, top side, twins, bottom side. There's the snap. Hands to Aikens, left side. Gets a couple of more yards. It's going to be third and about five for Fort Payne. 
Well, if there was a little bit of a hole there, and maybe the defensive end squeezed down and got that one from behind. Yeah, yeah. You know, Scottsboro's, they're, they're a fairly sound football team. There's nothing, you know, they just had some really rough luck, especially with McCreary going down and still, well, I, do, I think I do see him over there on the sideline. That, that's in a something sling. you can't really prepare for there, start yeah. the quarterback go out. In the yeah, that's tough. First so it's third, yeah, third down and six, Fort Payne. Trips receivers top sides, Aikens over to Barnes's right. Barnes takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's looking to the corner. He's got Ledford there, and he touchdown. makes the catch for the Fort Payne touchdown. Another touchdown for Marcus Ledford. Marcus said, feed me. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't tell exactly if that was a seam route or it was supposed to be a corner route. It looked like Marcus and, and Jake just kind of had to adjust in the middle of that play. I was about to say, it looked like Ledford maybe kind of swapped his route a little bit, and Jake picked up on it, and he was open right yeah. there. It, it didn't look like that was exactly what was called, but he adjusted, and they made the – Made the catch, and it's a touchdown. Eight minutes, 13 seconds left. Fort Payne scores in the third quarter. Alex McPherson on to kick. Sawyer Burt snaps. Alex, Dax Varnador holds. There's the kick by McPherson, and it is good. So with eight minutes, 13 seconds left in the third quarter, Fort Payne leads 28 to nothing. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we're back. I just lost it there. Whatever you did. Okay, I, I got it now. That's it. Whatever you're doing right there, that's it. That's it. Good job, Bob. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm trying not to talk on the radio about stuff that's going on behind the scenes, but that's the plug. That's what's going on right there. McPherson lines up to kick. Approaches the ball, and he kicks it deep. And that's going to be in the end zone. Scottsboro started the 20-yard line. Let's try to talk about that, Dallas. What were you saying? Well, I was just saying, you know, turnovers are great, but uh, it's even better, you know, when you capitalize on it there. You know, we capitalized on that. Easy drive, and uh, Fort Payne's looking really good to start this third quarter out. It's, it's coming in and out. It's, it's popping in and out. It may be that quarter inch. It's, it's catching every now and then, but there, that's that, that was it. Sorry, folks. This is <laughs> not what you're supposed to do when you're live on the radio, but we're trying to get these things worked out. Scottsboro starts at the 20-yard line, first and 10. Jones takes the snap, hands up the middle to McGrider, and there's no gain on the play. It'll be second down and 10. Yeah, that's whatever that is, that's working. It's not popping anymore. So whatever you just did corrected that it's a little bit well now now it's popping whatever you're doing now is popping it second down 10 scottsboro jake jones in that's it prater's still out of the game right now yeah if, if they don't have to have him i don't know that i'd play him any right now jones takes it runs left side he picks up about six yards on second down it'll be third down and about four 
possibility. Yeah, we, we may not see uh, Prater back in the game tonight. Yeah, I, I'd, whether I'd he's let all Darryl, right or not, I'd let Daryl sit. So it's third down and a, a long three, maybe four for Scottsboro. Third and four, Scottsboro. Jake Jones under center. Seven minutes left in the third quarter. Four pain leads, 28 to nothing. There's the handoff up the middle to Grider. Very little, if anything. I don't think he got any yards on that. Four pain just stuffs it up the middle. It's going to be fourth down. But they did give him about two. It'll be fourth and one. The, the fourth and one that they have, they're actually going to punt it. <laughs> I know, yeah. They went for two fourth and over ten yards first half. Yeah. Brandon Oliver back deep to catch the to return the punt for Fort Payne. Defensive line for Fort Payne is really playing assignment football there, you know. Yeah. Tackling who needs to be tackled, whether they got the ball or not. And yeah. Do, do your assignment, that's going to work out. There's the snap, there's the kick. It's a wobbly kick. Brandon Oliver catches it at the 39-yarder, running to this left side. Picks up about 10 yards. It's going to be first down Fort Payne at the 47-yard line. Let's stay right here. So Fort Payne will take over. Let's see. I guess they're going to say still six minutes left in the third. I don't think the ones are going to come out yet, 28 to nothing. Yeah, he's got to be thinking at some point it's to it's, it's out. get the ones out of there. All right. Barnes takes the snap, throws to Sawyer Bird across the middle of the field. Incomplete. It'll be second down and 10. Jake's coming over to get the plays from Coach Elmore on the sideline. Six minutes left in the half, in the third quarter. It's 28 to nothing for Payne. Yeah, this could be Barnes' last drive here. Yeah. If, if you score on this 30 and make it 35 to nothing, I think you have to consider starting to rest some of these ones. But that's Coach Elmore's call. He knows what he needs to do. Barnes takes the snap, fakes the handoff to Aikens, throws to right side to Connor Cash for a wide receiver screen, picks up about three yards. It'll be third down, uh, maybe two yards. It's going to be third down and eight. Connor kind of bobbled it when it first got to him, which helped, uh, helped Scottsboro catch up to the play. Defense had about a second there to adjust yeah. what was going on. But it's nice to see they're uh, spreading the ball out uh, to everybody, even though they may not be completing the, the plays. They're at least targeting these guys. Keep the defense guessing. Yep. So it's third down and eight. Fort Payne comes out twins, top side twins, bottom side. Aikens in, in pistol formation behind Jake Barnes. Barnes takes a drop back, throws a little another wide receiver slip screen to Connor Cash. He's got some running room and blockers. He's down to the 34-yard line. It's going to be a first down. Connor Cash, Fort Payne inside Scottsboro territory. Offensive lineman paving the way for him there. Yeah, it looked really good. Connor's quick, small. Uh, he's not real small, but he's small enough to get behind Sawyer Burt and hide on that play. I think it was Sawyer that was down there. Was that or Bronson Laney maybe? Uh, was it 58? I, I didn't see who was. all was down there. There were several bodies down there blocking for, for him. Yep. First and 10, Fort Payne at the Scottsboro 34-yard line. Barnes sends Aikens behind him in motion. 
And Coach Elmore is going to call a timeout with four minutes and 37 seconds left. I don't know what he didn't like about that. We're going to take a break with him. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we are back coming out of the break. I don't know what Coach Elmore saw that he didn't like there, but he called a timeout to try to correct that. I've noticed Coach Tinker talking to the umpire a couple of times right after that last series and just then in that break. So I don't know if there's something going on the defensive line that he's concerned about, but he was just talking to the umpire again at, at that timeout. All right, here we go. First and 10, Fort Payne. They are in trips formation, top side, single receiver, bottom side. Akins is to Barnes is right. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Akins. He's running a little bit left side, picks up a few yards. It's going to be second down in about six, maybe seven. Steadily feeding Alex Akins. You might want to see uh, maybe a little Bennett Blanks or a little Skylar Cody yeah. here to try to give these uh, these starters some rest here pretty soon. Four minutes and 16 seconds left in the third quarter. Four paint up by four touchdowns. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Four Payne comes out. They are in trips formation topside. Sawyer's in as a wing back on this side, on that side. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Aikens up the middle. Aikens stuffed really no gain, maybe gained a yard. It'll be third down in about five. I would imagine Fort Payne kind of try to bleed some of this clock off. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too there, just – Run the ball, milk the clock. Yep. Dubo's back in at running back. Aikens out. All the four paint starters still in, <clears throat> which I guess you would expect. It's still third quarter. Um, four paint seems to be starting to get into control of this game, but you certainly don't ever want to take anything for granted. Adame split wide. Sawyer Bird at a wing back. Ledford in motion to the new, to the far side. There's a snap. It, it hit something there, and Jake's going to have to just fall on it. I don't know what happened it on that. Like it, uh, Ledford, it hit Ledford. Ledford was in motion there, and it hit Ledford on the thigh. That's okay, okay. That's that's what it. Something happened there that didn't look right, and uh, looks like that Scott play, recovered it. No, no, no it's just going to be fourth down. Okay. Four Payne's going to. Oh, wait a second. All right, Four Payne's going to attempt a long field goal. Uh, if this lines up right, this could be the state record. This has got an opportunity. So they're going to line up with Alex McPherson. This is going to be officially a 62-yard field goal. If I'm not mistaken, his brother owns the state record with a 61-yard field goal. So here we go. Alex McPherson attempting a state record 62-yard field goal for Fort Payne. Barnador takes the snap, puts it down. McPherson kicks it. It's away. It is. No good. Uh, had the leg. Had the distance and just pulled it off to the left a little bit. Boy, that got me kind of yeah. juiced there yeah, for a did, second. Yeah. We're about to see some history. So uh, it looked like Barnador maybe bobbled the snap just a little bit. The kick looked good for the longest there. That was, yeah, it, he hit it well. He had the distance. 
I think he just pulled it a little bit to the left. Well, that worked out. I know it didn't really work out because we didn't make the kick, but uh, the fact that Barnes lost that much yardage on that play put put him in a position to give Alex this opportunity to kick a 62-yard field goal. And, and Coach Elmore's told me before that he'll take these chances because even if he misses it, it still gives Scottsboro the ball at the 20, so it's really not hurting Fort Payne, really. Jones gives the ball up the middle. No, he faked that handoff and ran it left side and picks up about six or seven yards on first down. It'll be second down and four, Scottsboro. Two Blanks. minutes left in the third quarter. Blanks with a stop there. Yep. Got a lot of young kids on this defense that are really showing some life. <clears throat> second down and six, Scottsboro at their uh, own 24-yard line. Man, we'd love to see Alex hit that ball. Yeah, it would have been hit awesome. Hit that field goal. Jones hands it up the middle to Grider. He's a grinder. He's going to pick up a Scottsboro first down, and that is not Grider. That's the sophomore, Keelan Alvarez, 5'11", 190 pounds. Got a little bowling ball action there. He's really plowing ahead and gaining some yardage for Scottsboro. Number, number 56, is that, is that who's in for Prater there? Yeah, is that Halmer? Silas Homer? I think it is. Yeah, trying to get him some action. It's, it's nice that you can sit Daryl right now and not have to have him right now. First and 10, Scottsboro. Jones takes the ball, runs the right side, uh, maybe two yards. It's going to be second down and eight. Heisman Brown there with the stop. Yep. Good up front. Four Payne's really playing solid defense all night tonight, pitching the shutout. We're under a minute left in the third quarter. Fort Payne leads by four touchdowns. Scottsboro has the ball second and eight from their own 33-yard line. Jones under center. As we said earlier, I think McCurry's on the other sideline in a sling, so he's not going to come back in. Hands the ball up the middle to Alvarez, and it's going to be probably a two- or three-yard pickup. Takes us under 30 seconds. If Scottsboro wants to, they can go to the fourth quarter without having to snap the ball again. Third and five, Scottsboro at their own 37-yard line. Moving the ball a little bit here in the third quarter. Jones takes takes the snap. Pitches left side to 16. 16's got some running room. He picks up a first down up near midfield and uh, picks up about 15 yards on first down. And this is probably going to end the third quarter. Yep, there's the end of the third quarter. Fort Payne leads 28 to nothing. Let's take a one-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale. And I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. We've got a slingshot over there if anybody wants to come by and look at it. Um, we're going to be running all summer long from uh, 8.30 in the morning till probably 6, 7 o'clock at night. It depends on how long it takes us to do it. But we want to invite everybody to come out here and see us. We're on Highway 35. We're here by Walmart. Great inventory to choose from. We've got great finance. And listen, guys, we can't do it without you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Bobby Ledbetter is always uh, willing to say, get the best deal no matter what. Let's not let them leave without a car. So y'all come down here and see us. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210.
All right, we are back. Scottsboro at midfield moving the ball, going to the fourth quarter. Fort Payne leads 28 to 10, 28 to nothing. Probably their longest play of the night, their previous play. Yeah. They've had a few little bitty burst plays, but nothing major. And you certainly think that this freshman quarterback's getting a little bit of experience here at the varsity level. And with McCreary in a sling, he may be getting more experience than he wanted to the rest of this season. There's a snap. Jones gives it up the middle to Alvarez again. Boy, I'll tell you what. That is a hard-running little fullback there. As a 10th grader, Alvarez is moving the ball, moving that pile. Keelan Alvarez, a a sophomore, 10th grader uh, for Scottsboro, uh, really running the ball well here in the fourth quarter and the third quarter. Second and four, Scottsboro at the Fort Payne 44-yard line. Jones under center. Wing back motion. There's a tall sweep to 23 to the right side. Will Green giving chase. Hit him but didn't wrap him up. you got to wrap up, Will. And then it's going to be a Scottsboro first down, but there are two flags on the play. 16 is down. Flag on this near side and that far side. I'm not sure exactly what happened. A lot, lot going on on this play. Yeah, my goodness. Boy, he looks in a lot of pain right there. That doesn't look good. Got a flag on this near side and a flag on the far side. Here comes the official to give us the call. You don't like to see the way he's laying on the ground writhing. That looks like I'm hurt, and I know I'm hurt. So here's the call. That's a cut block. Clipping against Scottsboro. I guess is that the only call? Now we've got this injury on the field. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Tracy's Florists and Gifts. Do some early Christmas shopping with Tracy's personalized printing and gifts. Don't forget about their gourmet baskets, Auburn and Alabama party wear, located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. 11 minutes, 12 seconds left in the fourth quarter. 28 to nothing, Fort Payne. I think the injured player is the wingback, Thomas Rackler. Okay. For Scottsboro there. Yeah, he's really coming off gingerly, boy. That doesn't look good. Not putting really any pressure on that left knee or that left leg. So that backs Scotts, the penalty backs Scottsboro up to their own 42-yard line. It's going to be second down and 17. Must have just gotten rolled up. Will came in and hit the, the running back really hard, yeah, but just didn't wrap up on him. Got to wrap up. So you got to shoot them arms, head across the bound, shoot the arms. Isn't that right, linebacker? Right. That is. That's right. <laughs> second down and 16, 17 Scottsboro. Like I said, 11 minutes, 12 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Jones takes the snap. He rolls right side. Got a little wide receiver screen set up, and it's incomplete. Can't get it to the wide out. 17, Kyle Wright. You got got to wonder a little bit if Scottsboro is going to start throwing the ball a little more now as a desperation to try to get something going. This is a tough part of the ball game when when you're down by this big a score and your record is really not what you want it to be keeping kids motivated and keeping them playing hard. And they are playing hard. They're trying to do what the coach is asking them to do, but it's just difficult. All right, it's third down and long, Scottsboro. Jones takes the snap. He rolls to this left side, throws across the middle. He had the receiver almost open and threw a pretty good ball, but it's just a little bit high, and it's going to be fourth down. Tried to complete that to number 10, Everett Loveless, and just, uh, just missed him. I think he probably had him open and could have hit him. He was open there. I guess if you had to say there's a downside to this offense, it is 
you can't get down with this offense and yeah. expect to, you know, no. I mean. It's not a it, quick strike offense. It, it's a tough offense to, you know, get ready for and practice against. But if you ever get down, it's, it's hard to ever get back in the game. So Jones is actually the punter as well. So there's he's going to kick it. Brandon Oliver catches it, runs left side, stops, tries to cut back up the middle, didn't really gain any yardage. So Fort Payne will start at the 28-yard line. Ten minutes, 43 seconds left in the game. Fort Payne takes over. Looks like the ones are going to stay in. Yep, going to keep going to keep the ones on the field with 28 to nothing lead. Jake has really started to look more and more comfortable with this offense um, as the season has progressed. And we've talked about that each and every week. If we can cut down and eliminate a lot of these mistakes, then um, he's got a chance to be a pretty decent football team. And with the area the way it's lining up and our region lining up the way it is, Four Payne seems to have a great opportunity ahead of them the next three weeks. They do. <clears throat> Four Payne goes to Pell City next, no, excuse me, Southside next week, then homecoming here against Pell City, and then they travel to Oxford to close out region play. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Aikens, looks for running room, maybe gets two yards. It'll be second and eight at the 30-yard line. Love to see Alex get another opportunity. Boy, that was – you start looking at the numbers and you saw he's kicking a 62-yard field goal that we were potentially going to see another state record by another McPherson. Like I said, it, it didn't miss by much at all. No. Second and eight, Fort Payne at their own 30-yard line. Barnes in shotgun. Takes a snap. Throws a little wide receiver screen out here to Adame. A little bit high, and that gave the opportunity for the defensive back to come and make the play. For no gain, it'll be third down and maybe lost a yard. Third down and nine, Fort Payne. Clock is running. Nine minutes and 45 seconds left in the game. Barnes comes out. All right. Big crowd tonight for Fort Payne. I really like the – Scottsboro's got a decent crowd as well. Third down and nine, Fort Payne. Barnes takes the snap, drops back, looks left side. He's just throwing it up. Little seam route, and it is going to be intercepted. Tried to get Ledford, and defensive back was right there with him, and it's picked off. Scottsboro's going to take over at their own 45-yard line. Not really the best choice. If you're going to throw that, then to make it put it in a spot that only that guy can catch it, our guy can catch it. Coach Elmore's talking to them about that. Just kind of ran four verticals on that play, and he tried to get Ledford, and it wasn't there. So Scottsboro takes on its over at its own 45-yard line, nine minutes and 15 seconds left in our ballgame. See if the defense can keep it going here. Yeah. Shut out. Yep, that's one of those things the defense takes real pride in is – Trying to maintain that shutout. First team defense still in. There goes Alvarez up the middle. He picks up about three yards. It'll be second down and seven. So Scottsboro's had two pretty substantial injuries in this ball game. They're starting quarterback out in the first quarter, and now one of their starting wingbacks is out. But this uh, fullback here seems pretty serviceable for uh, running Al that Alvarez ball. Alvarez gave them all the life that they've had tonight, really. That's tripping it, yeah. I don't know what she did, but it, it was doing it again. Alvarez again run up the middle for about four or five yards. 
Third down and four, Scottsboro. 8.48 left in the ball game. They're past midfield. Jake Jones run motion, but they stopped to check the play at the sideline. Coach Bell gives them a signal. There's the snap, gives to Alvarez up the middle. Oh, he's pounding away. My goodness, that's a tough running back. He gained he five yards, it's first down Scottsboro. So that, that's about all that Scottsboro's had going tonight is Alvarez running the ball. Yeah, first down Scottsboro inside the Fort Payne 45 yard line. Eight minutes, it'll be under eight minutes when they take this snap. You reckon it's gonna be Alvarez again? <laughs> I don't know why not. <laughs> First and 10, Fort Payne, at, uh, excuse me, Scottsboro at the Fort Payne 44-yard line. Takes a snap. There's Alvarez again. Pounding, boy, he is just pounding. Picks up about two or three yards on first down. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Patterson Music and Jewelry. Rent, buy, or repair your instruments at Patterson Music and Jewelry. Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours clean. Located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're hearing this live on FPTV. So it's second and uh, eight, Scottsboro. There's motion again. Well, they don't call it that time. Had a pitch to the wide out nothing to the, the wing back, and there was nothing there. Four pain. He's going to lose five or six yards. Did I see that right? That was a little bit of motion on that it, right it side. It looked like there was a little bit of movement earlier. Just there. barely before the snap. So it's going to be third down and long. Scottsboro from right up midfield. We're going under seven minutes left in the ball game. You got to you got to believe that uh, Coach Bell is over there thinking not just how do I call this game right now, but what am I going to do next week as region play continues? My starting quarterback's out. One of my starting wingbacks is out. We got to come back to the drawing board and figure some things out. Jones rolls left, throws across the middle. That's got to be a flag. Yeah. It is. Yeah, that's three flags. <laughs> Seth Williams, a little on his back there. Yeah, one. Seth. You know. Uh, We'd love to give you the benefit of the out, brother, but that, that was pretty obvious. And Coach Prater's letting him know about it. He is in his ear. He was in right position, but you, you, he basically he tried to tackle him before he even got the ball, before he even got the ball thrown to him. Early contact there. So that'll be a first down. I think that is just a simple 15-yard penalty from the original line of scrimmage. And Scottsboro calls a timeout, so let's take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 with locations in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. We offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. We understand that banking can be stressful, and we want to give you the help that you need, just like family. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking, equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, we're back. Sorry, my son was interrupting me. Hey, I'm hearing the stereo now for the first time tonight. I can hear in both ears. Are you hearing in both ears? It sounds good right there now. There we go. <laughs> first and 10, Scottsboro inside Fort Payne's 45-yard line. 
Jones takes the snap. And would you, no, he fakes the handoff to Alvarez, tries to run left side. Not much there. He might have picked up one or two, but it'll be second and eight. Heisman Browns staying with what he's supposed to do, tackle the quarterback. No gain there. Yep. Really love to see four Payne pitch a shutout here. Six, just about to enter six minutes left in the ball game. Don't forget about our scoreboard report after the game. Chris Durr is going to have scores, analysis, and phone calls. WZOB, 10 to 11 o'clock tonight, 100.9 FM, 1250 AM. So Scottsboro's moving the ball a little bit here, second and eight from Fort Payne's 33-yard line. Jones takes the snap, hands to Alvarez. No, he fakes the handoff, running right side. Now he pitches, and they, Fort Payne just stretched that play. Kobe King and Devin Wells out there. Fort Payne stretched that play so well and ran it to the sideline that it was uh, they were able to no gain there, really lost some yards. Great play all along there. I mean, Alvarez didn't have the ball there, but Skyler Hillier wrapped him up and took him down anyway, and that's what you got to do playing yep. this kind of offense, you know, play your assignment whether they have the ball or not. And yep. That's exactly what Skyler did there. So it's third down and 11, Scottsboro at the four pain 34-yard line. They come out in what would – I, we would call a spread formation a little bit, as spread as you can get for this kind of offense. Jones hands off, no, fakes the handoff. He's going to run up the middle. He's got some running room, but he's going to be short of a first down. It's going to be, that was, that is fourth down. So it will be fourth down. And if his helmet comes off, he's got to leave the game. So who do they put in? Okay, so this is, nope. 13. Is that 13? It looks like he's coming in. No, they're going to use a timeout. Scottsboro is going to use a timeout. I believe if you use a timeout, then you can yeah. save him having to sit out that play. Uh, that's going to be. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back. Four minutes and 38 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Four Payne leads 28 to nothing. Trying to preserve the shutout. Defense is on the field. It's fourth and five for Scottsboro at the Fort Payne 28-yard line. They do have another quarterback come in the game, number 13, which is Andrew Smith. That's one of their linebackers. I guess is their third-string quarterback. It's fourth and five. Andrew Smith in it, quarterback. Takes the ball, of course, hands off to Alvarez. He's fighting and grinding for all that yardage he can get. He's going to come up short of the first down. Four Payne should take over right here. Now Alvarez is down. My goodness, guys. Scottsboro's having some bad luck tonight. Wow. Maybe just that, a cramp okay, there with him. That, that looks like a cramp. Okay. He's probably not used to running it that much. So they're going to stretch that cramp out. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Not Your Mama's Deli. Opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturday. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only the fresh ingredients. Live musical entertainments on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. 
Great idea for after the game. You're hearing this live on FPTV. You guys go down after the game tonight to Not Your Mama's Deli, hang out there and listen to some music and eat some good food. Four minutes, 27 seconds left in the ball game. Four paint up by four touchdowns. I think we're going to get to see yep. Barnador. Barnador is going to come in the game now. And it probably there's Tinker. I see Tinker. I see Wooten. Adame's still in. Ledford's still in. Looks like most of the starting offensive line is in. Ledford, yeah, you said Ledford still. Skylar Cody in at running back. So we're getting a little bit of sprinkling of twos here while they still try to stretch out Alvarez. Don't forget tonight to listen to WZOB 100.9 FM and 12.50 AM to Chris, Chris Duro with the uh, American Crawlspace LLC scoreboard report. 10 to 11 o'clock, Chris will have scores, analysis, and phone conversations after the game. You guys can call in to talk about this game. I'll be calling in and talking to him at 10.45 tonight. So that's the American Crawlspace LLC scoreboard report tonight, WZOB 10 to 11 o'clock. Four Payne takes over, first and 10. Dax Varnador in at quarterback, takes the snap. Hands to Cody, right side, trying to find some room, and he's not going to have any. He's no gain on that play. Good to see some of the younger kids getting some action here in this game. Varnador comes to the sideline to get the play from Coach Elmore. Coach is going to try to slow. I think he's going to slow the play calling down and try to get this game over with. You know, Varnador is just a freshman as well, so. Got Heard a lot of good future. things about him. Yeah, he spins it really well. I've seen him at practice. He's got a good arm. Put on a lot of weight. I said, Dax, you've been you've been putting some weight on, haven't you? Got some protein shakes going or something? He said, yeah, I'm trying to gain a little bit of weight. There's Skylar Cody right side. Got a little bit more running room in this play. Picks up about seven or eight yards. It's going to be third and short for Fort Payne. Yeah, Dax, I mean, just even from the spring, he's probably put on 20 pounds. It looks good right now. Yeah, he's, he's really filling out in that uniform. And I know his mom's listening because she texted me early. So your baby's in the game, Amanda. Third and two. Barnador in shotgun. He's got Cody behind him in the pistol. Twins right and twins left on this play. Takes a snap. Hands up to Cody up the middle. Looking for running room. Can't bounce it. And I don't think he's going to get the first down. That looks short. Yeah, not much there on that yeah. one. I think Fort Payne's just trying to run some of this clock out. Going under three minutes left in this ball game, it's going to be fourth and two. I think Chris, uh, Coach Elmore is going to let the uh, clock run down. No, he's going to call the play. Is he going to run this? I'd maybe, maybe try a freeze play, see if he can get him to jump off sides. Fourth and two, Fort Payne, two minutes, 38 seconds left. They're going to at least look like they're going to go for it. Trips receivers to the top side, single receiver down here. Varnador in shotgun formation. Takes that. They are going for it. Cody runs the right side, and he's not going to get the first down. Nice play by number 88, defensive end. Comes off the side, makes the tackle, and Scottsboro is going to take over deep inside Fort Payne territory. Defense going to have to be stout right here to keep the shutout, getting the ball on our 30-yard line here. Yeah, hopefully the defense can preserve the shutout. They are, uh, well, let's see. This looks like the starting 11 for the most part, other than uh, Daryl Prater. Now they're sprinkling somebody in. Heisman Brown coming Four, out. Heisman Brown coming out. Patrick Sherrill coming in. Subbing a lot in late here. Yeah, you got to be careful there. First and 10, Scottsboro. 
and I think Fort Payne is going to call a timeout and try to get this squared away. Yeah. They're, going to take, they're going to take a timeout. Let me tell you a little bit about American Crawl Space LLC. If you have standing water in your, home, in your house, you need to call Derek at American Crawl Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space, improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for your family. You're, li you're listening to this live on FPTV. Call Derek at American Crawl Space LLC about things in your crawl space. They're also the sponsor of our scoreboard report. Said Scottsboro suffered a few injuries tonight. Yeah, that's th tough. Boy, th this offense is kind of a rough and tough offense. Oh, so a lot of banging heads there in the middle with I, what they do. So. I have been in so many of those seasons where you <clears throat> you lose a key player, and um, I mean, when you're talking about the quarterback in this kind of offense, yeah. there's so much. You talk about offensive line, a lot of timing, and how a five a five man unit on offensive line has got to work together so much to build your timing together. <clears throat> that's the same in this kind of offense with your mesh points. I mean, if you've got a quarterback that's five inches taller, your backup quarterback's five inches taller than your whole starting quarterback, then that mesh point for the fullback's a whole different place, and it can create problems. First and ten, Scottsboro. Like they, Scottsboro flinched there, I think. Yeah, Scottsboro flinched again. Man, I cannot believe. They've had some issues with that tonight. That's, that's several illegal procedure penalties on Scottsboro. Getting close to being under two minutes left in the ball game. Fort Payne still a four touchdown lead. Looked like um, Southside's now leading uh, Springville 13 to nothing. Arab has increased its lead on um, who are they playing? Pell City 17 to nothing. So Arab is the clear front runner in this region right now. Although they still have Oxford to play. First and 15. Uh, Scottsboro, give to Alvarez up the middle. Looks like he got over that cramp. Picks up a, a couple yards. It's going to be second down and 12. And we're going to go under two minutes here in just a few seconds. Under two minutes left in the game. Scottsboro moving a little bit on the Fort Payne 34-yard line. That's not Alvarez. Who's that at running back? 32. You got a number on 32? You got a – I don't think I got one on him. Anyway, second and 12. Takes the handoff. He's dropped back to pass, throwing down the middle. Now, that that wasn't on Fort Payne. That was on Scottsboro. Porter Meacham. Porter Meacham. Hayden Harrell had good coverage on that play, and I think that's going to be offensive pass interference. He actually had better position than the defender. I mean, than the offensive guy. No. There's no way. Okay. Well, okay, so the crowd did say, all right, I, I've either, it's really either too late in the day for me and I need to be going to bed or my eyes can't see right or all this technology problem we've been having tonight is affecting my neurons firing in my brain. But I could have sworn that that receiver grabbed Hayden Harrell's jersey and jerked him backwards. Okay. Looks like they're talking about Maybe something. Maybe they're going to discuss <laughs> And I'm not mad, don't get me wrong. I'm not mad about it because Fort Payne's up four touchdowns, but I know that defense wants to preserve a shutout. There we go. Now they correct it. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> I, think now we, I think we've got all of our starters on defense out now. So. Okay, yeah, here we go. Well, Skylar Hillier's in. Okay, yeah, Skylar's in. Got a few. There. They're sprinkled in. Is that Skylar, uh, Silas Homer? Uh, he's in. Patrick Sherrill has played a considerable amount at cornerback, so he's in getting some experience. 
Uh, Tyler Wooten on the top side. Uh, Cole Blaylock here at safety. Um, that was a big penalty there. They're back near the 50-yard line. Well, they had, they had to take Fort Payne's penalty off and then add Scottsboro's yeah. penalty to it. So it, lo it looks worse than yeah. it was. That's actually correct. And then they've got to go back and reset where the chains were. So it's going to be second down and 25, 24 for Scottsboro. One minute, 32 seconds left in the ballgame, 28 to nothing, Fort Payne. Another flag on the play. What? All right. I am all for a little personal foul somewhere on the sideline there. Probably sideline warning or okay. Somebody's pre-tripping a bus across the parking lot over there. Really bright red and amber lights. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Chambers, the PA guy, <laughs> says he was not playing well with others. <laughs> That's not going to make Scottsboro happy. I think this is going to help preserve the shutout here. Yeah, they're they're backing up. I think Scottsboro has just equaled their total penalty yardage for the game just in the last five minutes. So it is, wow, let's look at this. Second down in 10, 20, 39 yards. Second down in 39. This offensive is definitely not built for this. No. Minute and 32 seconds left in the game. Jones takes the snap, fakes the handoff. He's running right side. By golly, he's picking up half the yardage he needs for a first down. Okay, it's getting a little bit chippier out there yeah, now. Yeah, it is getting a little chippy. Probably, probably shouldn't have called that penalty. Well, I don't know. It's third down and 20. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm sitting 100 yards from this, so I have no idea. One minute, 23 seconds left. The clock cannot run fast enough. Scottsboro third and 20 from the Fort Payne 45-yard lines. Jones take. I just put plural on lines. Did you hear that? Jones takes the snap, throws deep down the middle, and Cole Blaylock had a play on it, a little bit high for him. And now Jones is down. My goodness. Did he get hit by one of our players? Yeah, I think. Uh, let's see. Who was that that hit him? <laughs> Look him up. I know most of the starters by numbers. Give me a number. I may know who 24. It is. 24. I do not know. That's, that's Bennett Blanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bennett put a pretty good shot on him right Did there. He? So this is getting a little bit chippy this late in the game. Fourth and 20, Scottsboro. Of course, they're going to go for it. And somebody's going to take Scottsboro takes a timeout. Let's take it with them. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we are back. Closing out the game. Four pain, one minute, five seconds left. Leads 28 to nothing over arch rival Scottsboro. So the, uh, while the Top Cat trophy will be retained in Fort Payne for another year. One play away here from hopefully getting the 
the shutout. Yeah, preserving the shutout. I know the defense, that's real important to those guys. They work really hard and having a zero on the board. Coach Sanford used to have zero bars. That's what I was about to say, handing out zero bars. Handing out zero bars after the game. Fourth and 20, Scottsboro. Jones under center. Twins top side, twins bottom side. Wait the snap. Jones takes it, drops back. Looks over the middle. He has a receiver open and misses him. I don't know if he missed him or he just uh, or if he caught it or if he just should have caught it. But it's four paint will take over on downs with just under one minute left in this ball game. And then Fort Payne, barring any unforeseen disasters here, will preserve the shutout 28 to nothing. At the conclusion of the game, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and have a little bit of analysis and a little bit, little bit looking forward. And uh, then we'll have a conversation with Coach Elmore. Fort Payne getting, uh, well, still the starting offensive line in there. Varnador in at quarterback. We've got tight bunch formation. Twins on the top side and twins on the bottom side. And Skyler Cody behind him. But the barn door is just going to take it and take a knee. So they'll have to do that one more time. This game will be in the books. Fort Payne will draw even to 3-3 three and three on the season. They'll be 2-1 and one in the region. Be right in the mix of the hunt to host first-round playoff game, which is really uh, starting out at 0-3. That's about the best you could ask for to that's come true. back and reel off three straight wins and Fort Payne has repositioned itself to be competitive in this region again. That's the last snap of the ball game. The clock's going to run off. Fort Payne's going to come out with a shutout victory over its arch-rival Scottsboro, 28 to nothing. Clock runs down under 20 seconds. Teams are taking the field to shake hands. Coach Elmore walks across the way to meet Coach Bell and shake hands. We're under 10 seconds now. And Fort Payne will close this one out. A winner. We are going to take a two-minute. There's the ball game. The clock just ran out, 28 to nothing, Fort Payne. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we've come back a little early. So as we're, uh, as most of you know, uh, Mr. Jim Cunningham, longtime superintendent. He's actually my seventh grade civics teacher and junior high football coach, if you can believe that. That, that tells you how long he's been in the school system. <laughs> is uh, going to receive the game ball, and they'll present the Top Cat trophy here shortly. But just in wrapping up, Dallas, uh, kind of your final thoughts about this game and what you saw uh, I thought we looked great tonight and one of the things I really like seeing it's just like uh, Jake Barnes in the last two weeks kind of taken over and said hey this is my team he's you know been comfortable in the pocket uh, is up and down the sidelines you know talking to people showing leadership uh, that's great to see coming out and I think the whole team's kind of found the rhythm now we've we've reeled off three straight wins and you know hopefully we'll continue doing that and um, you know 
a lot of good things to come, I think. Win a couple more games, hope we have a home playoff game here. Yeah. Yeah, so looking at the scores, it looks like that um, ARAB is going to go to uh, 4-0 and in the region, which clearly puts them in the driver's seat uh, for this region, um, the number one seed. But after that, you've got a bunch of 2-1s and 3-1s, and so you've got Oxford, Southside, and Fort Payne really all battling for that second spot. And Fort Payne's got to play both of those. They've got to play. Hold our own destiny for that second place they've got, spot They've there. got to play Southside and Oxford. So plenty of opportunity for, Le, uh, for Fort Payne to position itself as the second team. Now they're going to present. I don't know if we've got this. To have your attention, please. If we're going to carry this live. Are we going down there to them? Going to present our recently retired Talking to my guys too. I guess everybody can hear this. It, it's hard for me not to call him Coach Cunningham because when I was in the seventh and eighth grade, he was my coach. He was my, my junior high football coach. It's the first time I met him. He introduced me to the game of football. Uh, I'm so thankful that he that he uh, allowed me to come back here and be the head coach. We're so thankful for what he's done for our school system, uh, our athletic program, and all the things that are coming down their way. So we wanted to give you this game ball for, for, for your years of service and for your commitment to Fort Payne. And we appreciate you. Thank you, Coach. We'll get it signed Monday. We'll get it signed Monday, Jacob. Okay. I'd love to do that. Congratulations, man. Great game. Looking forward to the next one. And I'll be there. Fort Payne strong. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Wow. Really, really neat there. I've known. Okay, I'm back now. Okay. <laughs> so, Fort Payne has uh, got the Top Cat Trophy. They're going to take some pictures with the cheerleaders down at midfield. Um, Fort Payne's taking some pictures. Yeah, so going back to what we were discussing before they gave the game ball to Coach Cunningham. Well, <laughs> there I go, Coach Cunningham. That's what I – Coach Elmore said that it's hard for him to not call him Coach Cunningham. It's really hard for me not to because he'll always be Coach Cunningham to me. Um, so the region's really wide open. You've got you – really you've got – ARAB is really separating itself at the top of the region, and then Southside, Fort Payne, and Oxford are kind of in that middle group. And then um, Springville and Pell City seem to be – and Scottsboro, Springville, Scottsboro, and Pell City seem to be rounding out the bottom three. At this point, now, or certainly anything can change over the next couple of weeks, and Fort Payne's about to go through a gauntlet of Southside, Oxford, Pell City. 
So they're going to get an opportunity to reposition themselves clearly as the number two seed. You know, anything can happen between Arab and Oxford, uh, but you've got to believe uh, that Arab's probably going to come out of this as the number one seed and host, but Fort Payne can still host as the number two seed. I would think you're right with Arab. You know, they got a strong team there. And the good news in it, the ball's in our court yeah. for second place in, in the region here. And, you know, uh, I think we've started figuring out what we need to do on offense and defense. And tonight was one of the most complete games that I've seen Fort Payne play. I, I agree. Um, you know, totally agree. We're definitely coming into our groove, and you know, hopefully, win a couple more games and yep. see who we can cross up with in uh, playoffs first round. Yeah, we have said from the very beginning that if if they will improve, we said this Gunnersville in the Jamboree, if Fort Payne will improve, there's enough there that you could totally see this team making a run, and the quarterback play has improved. The offensive line is pushing people around. The defensive line is holding strong. Linebackers, secondary, receivers, Connor Cash, Sawyer Burt, Marcus Ledford, Ricky Adame, uh, even some Skylar Cody. Alex Akins has just been a bell cow in replacement of, of, yeah. of Dubose, and hopefully Dubose is back now uh, permanently yeah. and, and won't have any residual effects of that injury. Dubose being back is good news for the def defense also. Like you said, hopefully I think Daryl's all right. Then I saw some ice on his ankle down there, but seems to be walking around, so. Hopefully, you know, he'll be all right for next week. But yeah. having him fresh on that defensive line is a, a, a game changer for the defense. And also, I mean, you know, Dubos is a heck of an athlete back there at running back. So, yeah. So, Fort Payne will play next week at Southside. you got to believe that's going to be a tough matchup, a uh, region matchup to really be a key game in positioning us for this final run, this final stretch. Um, and it looks like Coach Elmore's through talking to the team. He's approaching our crew down there, the FPTV crew. So hopefully we can have a conversation with him in just a second. Yep. The crew's coming there. They've got everything with them, and we should be able to speak to him in just a second. Hopefully he can hear me. <laughs> Coach, can you hear me? Yes, I got you. Well, Coach, the last time that we spoke on this field, you had just lost to Arab, or to yeah, to Arab, and it was looking pretty slim there. Zero and three. Now we're three and three. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, that's exactly what I just told him. You must have read my mind. Uh, <laughs> we've come a long way from zero and three, uh, and we still got a long way to go. And I think that's what the, the motivation is at this point. Uh, very proud of them. Um, you know, to come back and win these last three uh, after that start, and, and as like we said, as miserable as we all felt here uh, four weeks ago, um, to drop to zero and three. Very proud of our players and our coaches. And uh, and you know, we've got it, the thing. We've got the ship back afloat, so to speak. Now and now we've got it, we got some serious work to do. Uh, we're gonna enjoy this one for a couple of days, and then we mm -hmm. got. We got to go down to Southside next week, and that's a big, big game and uh, an opportunity for us to, to get another region win, and it's one we, we desperately need. Yeah, looked like from the start, crisp on offense, really sound on defense. Uh, really, the mistakes are becoming less and less each and every week, and everybody's stepping up their game. And really, you're pretty strong at every position all over the field. Yeah, I thought we played really well defensively to hold them obviously to zero points and that offense was, was great and then offensively like you said we played really good early. They started uh, challenging us a little more in the second half and, and, and daring us to throw it down the field and, and you know sometimes when you're up 28 that's hard to do even though we did a couple um, but I thought Jake had another great night made some really good decisions We like you said I think I think every receiver caught a pass I think uh, at least I know four of them did um, and, and you know threw the ball quite a bit didn't maybe run it as good as I would like to but we mm -hmm. thought we could throw it on them and we did, and uh, so that's two weeks in a row we've thrown, shown we can throw the football, and 
Got to keep uh, working on that, but we got to got to make sure we can uh, you know keep working on our run game as well. And you know, good to see Dubos back out there again tonight. Thought he ran well and, and got him about the number of carries we hoped he would get, and hopefully that'll get him back in uh, kind of back in the uh, flow of things here as we move forward. Yep. How much fun is the next three weeks? Southside, Pale City, Oxford, playing for everything right now. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a lot of fun, and, and it's like kind of like I said last week, you can't win the next three without winning the next one. So we got to turn all attention to them, and it'll be tough down there. It's a tough place to play, and uh, I don't know how they did tonight exactly, but uh, yeah, they uh, were leading late. They were leading late. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, they they, they obviously beat Oxford earlier in the year, and um, uh, we're going to have to play really well. Got to get some guys back home. Hopefully, Daryl Prater's fine. I think he is, and yeah. get everybody healthy and ready to go. And uh, uh, as we always say, it's a cliche, but got to have an outstanding week of practice uh, and go down there and, and play really, really well. Yeah, well, enjoy this one. Congratulations, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Appreciate All it. Right, thanks. All right, that's going to let me do some quick thanking of our sponsors before we go off the air. I want to thank our Wildcat football sponsors, Aikens Furniture, Convenient Wash, Rufus Garage and Transmission, Pure Clean Restoration Services, Thurman's Appliance Parts and Service, DeKalb Wholesale, R&D Flooring, My Supply, Westmoreland Tire, Beacon Insulation, Builder Supply, Cole Surgical Arts, First Fidelity Bank, North Alabama Trophies, Twin City Auto, Bruce's Foodland, Tracy's Florist and Gifts, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, American Cross Space LLC, Not Your Mama's Deli. We're about 35 minutes to the top of the hour. Don't forget for those of you listening on WZOB to join us for the American Cross Space LLC scoreboard report with Chris Dura from 10 to 11 o'clock. Dallas, any final thoughts? Looking forward to a battle next week at Southside. Yep, the next three weeks are going to be key for Fort Payne in this region. Looking towards the playoffs, this is where it really gets fun in high school football. I want to thank everybody from FPTV, everybody from WZOB here tonight. We tried to make it through. I think we finally got the broadcasts working right. And uh, we look forward to everybody being there at Southside next Friday night. Our broadcast time will start at 6.30. Game time is 7 o'clock. We are ready to roll, and um, we're going to wrap this baby up and put her to bed. Uh, thanks for everybody who joined us tonight. We appreciate all of you sponsors and everybody who listened to us tonight. And that's it for us. I'm Brian Northcutt for Dallas Poe and everyone here at WZOB and FPTV. This is for Payne Wildcat football.